like this, don't come on a box score. Keenan with the kale, just give me the rock more. Weather off the glass, nothing but the net. I'ma get you set, pick and roll, we can go with the whole four. Dick Vitel, look at diaper dandy. NCAA with the great Andy. Alright, welcome to another episode of the Courtside Conference Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Scott. Me today is my man, Turn. What's good, bro? What's up, Sam? How you doing? Nice to be back on. Yes, yeah, sir. Nice to have you. One year me. later, making my return. <laughs> Make your turn a lot more sober this time than the last time. You know, different different places and like I wonder if long time viewers, long time viewers might remember. <laughs> I remember your drunken rants about uh, Rondo being better than Chris Paul. <laughs> you know that uh, Chris Paul. Yeah, I got to give him his props on that one. I'll give him his flowers. Uh, that rant did not like what aged the worst. It wasn't the drinking. What aged the worst was actually that take. That take is bad now. <laughs> well, uh, Rondo was the champion since then, though. Unless you don't count the, unless you one of those guys don't count the bubble. Le- oh, because he won with Lamicky. Lamicky and A Disney. Disney? <laughs> Speaking of A Disney, can we talk about uh? Can we talk about K Disney? K Disney. Katie's a fraud. <laughs> a fraud. He can't do it, bro. Like, it started off so funny with, like, the Feta World Peace and shit like that. Like, <laughs> that was so good. And I was so ready to write the book on Giannis because, like, I, I think Giannis, incredible. I actually loved back when he was, like, point Giannis. Like, I liked him a lot more back then. But, like, and, you know, I think he's, like, kind of annoying. And honestly, I think my biggest problem with him is actually that, like, he won't run from the grind. Like, I get it. It's, like, cool. <laughs> but, like, you know, like, make some fucking friends because all the other stars are teaming up. So you better get some friends. Chris Middleton ain't cutting it. Like, he's Chris not Middleton cool. does not have the dreads. No, he don't have the dreads. Unless he's playing the Celtics. Sorry. But I will say that it was really funny then. And then, you know, Giannis kind of, like, had a little good game there. And I do want to say, as much as like I, I love making fun of like the Nets and like I want this gentrification team to fail, I am one of the biggest KD fans ever, and he's like kind of disappointing me here. But on the same <laughs> note, classic Giannis, by the way, to you know go out sad, fucking shameless for two games, and then once the other team loses like two of their best players, now now here comes the triple doubles, here comes the thirty point games. Like he's the biggest fucking front runner. You call Giannis a front runner? <laughs> game one, game one. Uh, oh, 2019 bro. semis before Kyrie decided to like quit on us. He w- that that game was disgusting. That's that game oh, was yeah. nasty. Then he went to the um, the interview the next day. Was like, yeah, I don't know if we're gonna win, but we're gonna try. He was like, yeah. oh, he's like, oh, Horford is being really aggressive with me, and they're not calling me fouls. <laughs> and then the yeah, and then the second that Kyrie's like, oh, you know what? I kind of got a foot out the door. Then he's like. Oh, maybe I can turn it on. That dude, when the going gets tough, Giannis runs from it, and the second, like, some the other team takes the gas off the pedal, now it's time to show up. I like Giannis, but Giannis, I don't know. It's like Giannis gets frustrated and starts doing stupid stuff all game long. Oh, When it, when it gets, like, really tough. He's shooting like, 10%. <laughs> like, Giannis will make, like, 10 straight dunks and lay up. Let the other team go, like, a 6 and no run, and Giannis run. These don't pop up, like, a 3 to that's 2 possession for some reason. My my man's shooting like prime Sean Livingston right now. <laughs> prime S dot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But the MVP got swept though. Not mine. That's your who's your MVP? <laughs> um you know, I, that could go multiple ways. Like I could be an asshole and say Jason Tatum, but like, am I really being an asshole? I don't know. But like Honestly, this, you know, people get mad at me about this. And, like, actually, everyone except for the Sixers fans, like, 
it is Embiid. And like, I know that like, you know, Jokic deserved the MVP for more than stability. He was great. I'm not mad that he won. Like, yeah. I think it's great. The only thing that pisses me off is so, okay. Sixers fans are rightfully mad that Embiid didn't get it. And then people are like, Oh, boo hoo. You know, you guys are going to the third round and Jokic just got swept. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, if I had the clear, like people are going to do the whole entire revisionist history now that Jokic has been MVP since day one. Nah, man, fucking Joel Embiid was the clear front runner for MVP until what, like late February, early March? Yeah, until he got season, hurt that day. That's a lot of the season. And you know, know, Jokic got it. Fine. Like, I'm not mad that Jokic won. He gets his flowers. Great player. Best passing big I ever seen. Whatever you want to say. Cool. But like, we're not going to pretend here like Embiid didn't just have like the best, at least the best runner-up season in 10 years. Definitely. The only runner-up that was as far as close to Embiid was KD all them years ago. Back when it was like oh, him I mean, and LeBron. Oh, runner-up to LeBron every year. Yeah. Right, then like, even LeBron then LeBron was so clear-cut. Like, it was bronze from the second he stepped on the court. Yeah. Probably the last one that was like this crazy of a runner-up was probably, you know, watching well, uh, Bron Harden. Like, yeah, no, Harden, or I was going to say Braun and D. Rose, but actually, Braun came in third that year. Yeah, Dwight was such a play star that year. But, you know, whatever. That's um, whatever. But, like, you know, I, I want KD to do good, and, like, I'm rooting for KD. Kyrie is whatever. I think he's a cool guy. And then Harden, <laughs> I don't, I don't, like, love James Harden. Like, I think he's a great player and, like, amazing, but, like, he, I just don't really care for him. So, you know, whatever. My ideal finals, Sixers versus Suns would be great. Like, those are two real. I love that. Two process teams, if you think about it. The Suns had their own process. They just they just weren't tanking on purpose. They were just actually bad. No. They were just actively bad at drafting. Dragon Bender. Um, Josh Jackson. <laughs> Alice Lynn <laughs> was there for a spell. Alice. Alice Lynn. Um, yeah, no, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm actually, like. Not a year they had two. I'm literally you'd have had laughing. two top ten picks and drafted Bender and um Marquise Chris. <laughs> Oof, yeah, that one that one was bad. <laughs> oh man, one of the most shameless posts I ever seen back in the day when people were really trying to cope about how bad those picks were and they were like the Suns could be scary. I'll never forget. You know that classic graphic of Daddy's Young with Larry Bird, Jordan, <laughs> yeah. LeBron, and um. And, and who, Larry know. Bird and Matt and Michael Jordan and Michael Magic. Jordan and LeBron. <laughs> there was one where they were like, yo, like Marquise Chris is like the future, him and Devin Booker. And I was like, what did Marquise Chris do? And they were like, oh, he's the first person since Kobe to have like a hundred threes, a hundred steals, a hundred blocks <laughs> before turning 23 and a half. And I'm like 23 and a half. It, it was something really stupid. Like I, that wasn't the exact one. Someone's gonna fact check me and tell me I'm wrong. But I know it was him since Kobe, but it was like the three most, it was just like the three, they picked them out of a hat. And I was like, huh. And I was like, really? Because he sucks. No, those are my favorite stats ever. When you like cherry pick really oddly specific stats. I remember Brandon Ingram was on one, like one year, it was like first, second year player average, at least 16 points and five rebounds and shoot this percent. And then you put the list up, it's like LeBron averaging like 20-something, Tim Duncan averaging 20 and 10. Oh, yeah. Chris no, Webber averaging like 20 and 9 or something. That's <laughs> the best job who's you know, at least like 16 and 5, points. but everyone yeah. else on the list is 30 and 11. <laughs> I love those. No, but, um, the, the, on, the only other one that uh, 
my, my favorite one back in the day was I used to tell people, you know, if you adjust everything to per 36 minute, Brandon Wright is basically just <laughs> Kevin Durant. Brandon Wright was Kevin Durant playing 11 minutes a game. They're the same player. I love the per I love the per 36 minute stats. Shout out to my man Trey. Shout out to my man TA. Yo, Trey has every stat in the book when it comes to like Tatum. Somebody would be like, Tatum's not that good. And Trey will like dig on basketball reference for like 10 minutes and find a super specific stat for like a 22 year old. <laughs> and the stat would just be Tatum, LeBron like three times, KD twice, Kobe oh, yeah. once. <laughs> and he'd be like, see, it's the, it's the greats, man. <laughs> Trey will be on there like he'd be like, yeah, like, oh, 2018 playoffs. You know, you, Tatum was the first light-skinned teenager to ever drop 30. I love it. I'm like, all right, <laughs> yeah, like, put that on the Hall of Fame plaque. I love it. Now, when uh, when Kyrie went down yesterday, and they was all uh, saying how um, Tatum got a win over the Monsters by Katie can't beat Giannis and Middleton by himself after Kyrie was out for, like, five minutes. Oh yeah, no. He the slander that he that 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 Trey puts on the internet it, it makes me laugh every time. Like it makes me laugh all the time because I know what he's doing. I know, and it pisses off. Like so, like some people just don't get it, and I'm just like, man, if like just follow Trey for the jokes because he's funny as hell. He's the biggest homer ever, and it's awesome. Trey, I can do this podcast again too. <laughs> um, yeah. You speaking of Kyrie going down and bringing up the like, you have to bring up if you're doing a podcast with Celtics fans, we. Apparently, you know, we can't go more than five minutes without talking about the always Celtics. Yo, Big Baby <laughs> saying with the, the you know, the, the question emojis or, or like the guy throwing up his shoulders and he was like, I don't know, that's the same ankle that he, that he hit. Lucky Yo, with. it's so corny, but I laughed so hard when I saw it. <laughs> I mean, he knocked, you know, he knocked off our dude Lucky. So He knocked off, he assaulted our guy Lucky. He curb stomped him, man. You saw it. Yeah, I mean, who else is who else is you know gonna pump up the team and then get a DUI on the way home? We needed lucky. We need a lucky. We need um, we, you need a lucky in the locker room, but exactly. unfortunately he passed. R.I.P. Lucky. R.I.P. Lucky. Dad, whatever they that was, Kyrie stuffed in the logo. <laughs> it's like you know our parents or like our grandparents are like I remember where I was when JFK died. My parents are like, I remember, I remember where I was when like the challenger blew up. Like, where were you when Lucky died? Where were you when Lucky was assaulted on live television? It's really like just in a pandemic too, really just nasty stuff by Kyrie. It's nasty, man. You hate to see it. You you wish a guy would act with such class to organization that treated him, you know, the best, but alas, who we gonna do? Well, I hope Kyrie. Classy Celtics fans, so true. <laughs> oh, man, I hope Kyrie recovers fast. So it's whack that he's going to be off to the rest of the series. No, I mean, like, honestly, like, if they win the title, I won't even be mad. Like, they're three of the most talented players ever. And KD can get uh, another ring. Harden can kind of, like, oh, man. Harden can Just shed the playoff choker label. I think it's actually kind of overblown. Like, it's, you know what's funny? I've always said it, like, moments in the NBA are such a big deal and you know they're a big deal when like Harden has bad moments but great games and Dame Willard has bad games and great moments and Dame right. Willard like they talk about Dame Willard like he's fucking Mike <laughs> and they talk about James Harden you know like he's Smush Parker 
Yeah, then he's he's <laughs> if they talk about him like he's fucking Morris Peterson, and like he's out there, like James Harden will have like you know great games, and then like yeah, he'll dribble it off his foot, or like he'll sit on the bench while Corey Brewer and um oh my god, who was that? Corey Brewer and, and Josh Smith come back and win the game. Like he has those bad moments, but like he has good games. Dame hits like you know the clutch shot and has the bye bye thing, but then he also can't guard a, a beach chair, right. and he'll have like six straight cold shooting nights. But moments it is such a big deal that like, you know, Braun has four MVPs, but when Braun has four MVPs and all the stats in the world and all the records, but when he retires, what's everyone going to remember? The block. The block. Or like the crab dribble, like having a moment is really important. Exactly. I love the um the Chris Paul and Harden revisioning um revisionism on the timeline. Everybody be like, why didn't Harden just hold on to Chris Paul? And it's like, did y'all watch the last season? <laughs> they hated each other. They hate each other. Chris Paul couldn't dribble past like the worst players in the league, and then was like yelling at Harden to move off ball while he's averaging like forty five a game for a whole month. Are we gonna? ever have the conversation that you know everyone was like oh Chris Paul Albatross is terrible um and then he went to OKC and turned them around and now the Suns win the damn title everyone was like well what the hell happened are we ever just going to consider that maybe he just like sandbagged the Rockets on the way out (laughs) you think Chris Paul sabotaged the Rockets dude he was putting up prime Carson Edwards numbers against the Warriors it was bad like it was like it was like he was it's like Tim Donaghy got in his ear no, it's fine because the one good game he had that series was the, like the last game of the series when they lost. So if you go back and look at that last game, you'll see he played well, which will add fuel to the why did hard why did him and Harden work out? All I remember really about that game was I watched it at a bar in Boston, and I had a hard time paying attention because of, I'm pretty sure that's when Curry slipped on the dunk, and I was just too busy getting my jokes up on Twitter about that. Nah, that was um, that was like, not that was game like three or four of that series. When, uh, you know, the Rockets, the the Warriors beat the Rockets like seventeen yeah. times in five years. They all blend together. It's always so shameful. So, you just so stuff like ice cold for a whole half of basketball. And you have like a three point lead at halftime. <laughs> oh yeah, no, Steph is the all time guy. Where it's like. There are times where I just want to, like, I want to say something about him. Like, I want to find a, a, the, you know, the crack in his armor. I want to make fun of him. And then, like, oh, yeah, no, he's shimmying and throwing his mouth guard, and he just scored 15 points in two minutes. Like, he makes you eat your words more than almost anyone. He makes you eat your words, like, 10 minutes after saying the words. They'll call a quick it's, time it's out. Then he'll come he back shoot and run so off. quick from anywhere, like, He'll have games with like seven points for 42 minutes and end the game with 38 points. Like, I don't get it. That's incredible. Clay, too. So, I mean, Clay's, Clay's the best. God, I love Clay. I miss Clay. Hopefully, he can be somewhat of himself in that season. He's the, the least, <laughs> he has the least amount of blisters and calluses for a 31 year old NBA player. But like, with the amount of injuries he has, he's never. I don't think he's ever broken a sweat in a day in his life. Absolutely. Like, he looks good, too. Like, sitting on the side, like, he looks so calm and relaxed. Like, he's having a great time. Oh, he's just high out of his mind thinking about scaffolding. <laughs> Thank you for scaffolding. Oh, man. Let's see. Do we care about the Sixers and Hawks series? No. Um, I mean, care about it in the sense that I want, like, I want Embiid to, like, you know, sh- like, 
be like, yo, like, all right, I ain't get the MVP, but I ain't going, I ain't going out in the second round. Right. It's, it's really sick what the what everyone on Twitter made me do. I never thought I would ever in a million years. I used to say I would rather like, I would rather like cheer on the Lakers than the Sixers. I had I really didn't like the Sixers, but you know, Embiid really endeared himself to me this year. I used to love calling yeah. him fat. I used to love calling him not a he doesn't try hard. Embiid really changed the narrative for me. Now Ben Simmons. That motherfucker used all his VC his rookie year, and he never upgraded again. Simmons made my take about him being better than Giannis his rookie season age like worse and worse every year since then. He's and I hate finding, him so much. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's had the same badges for four years, and he's just still grinding them. Every time I want to like Simmons, he just does something unlikable. Like when he was on, saying why he deserved Defensive Player of the Year. He's like, well, didn't Kyrie have 31? He was like, yeah, what about his plus minus? Like, come on, bro. I'm, I am I wanted him to get it just because I know he was the only one that had a shot, and I don't want Rudy Gobert to have it. Same. Pretty In my mind, I just actually, like, I don't care. I literally <laughs> just award the – whoever was runner-up that year is just the – like, AD got a, got a DPOY, Paul George got one, and Ben Simmons got one. I don't know who Rudy Gobert is. Giannis should really have to. I mean, Paul George. I loved Paul George that year. That was yeah. the one. That was the one year after uh, after the Team USA injury. I won't even say after the Pacers because his 2017 year was disgusting. Yeah, they were. <laughs> Paul George was like, "Yo, I'm back. The injury's over. Playoff P's back. P, I'm PG 13 now. No more Kobe <laughs> stuff. I'm PG 13." And they were, they were comfortably the eight seed. You are. They almost beat the Raptors. You remember when Braun and Kyrie just Braun man, this one's this one felt nasty leaving my mouth, but Braun and Kyrie put him on black. Oh man. No, well, hey, nah, twenty seventeen was a series where he uh, was complaining about not getting the ball in the crunch time, but then like missed all the um no, in crunch time. I'm talking about when Braun and KD were like up twenty five in like the first quarter and they were like throwing the ball off the backboard and dunking it. Oh yeah, I remember that. Like that was but that was pathetic. Doing their own Even though Vic <laughs> Roller Depot and DeMontis Sabonis ended up becoming like multiple time All Stars and they're all they're great players, whatever that at the time, that was the um, most disrespectful trade for a superstar I've ever seen. <laughs> he got traded oh, for oh, spare oh. parts. Pretty much. Larry Bird like quit his job over Paul George. <laughs> and he drafted Paul George. Yeah. And then that, and then the next year too, man. We're really going. Paul George doesn't deserve this, but he does. The next year, when they, oh man, when Paul George, uh, I know everyone likes to make fun of Russ, the forty-six on forty-three shots, but I mean, Paul George was just running around out there. He had six points. Oh man! Then he tried to draw that last foul on Rudy Gobert at the end of the game. It didn't was like, had the nerd that surprised when he didn't get it. Like, Playoff Rudy. That's what I'm always saying that Playoff Rudy. Ugh, playoff, Rudy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you want to do the uh, uh yeah, let's get to our picks, yes, sir. Let's get right. to the first ever explain... the inaugural Sam and Turn fantasy draft, correct? All right, so for this, we draft we each drafted 10 players of our favorites all time from the year 2000 until now. Yeah, there was no position rules. I mean, no I, position rules. Mine still came out very small ball. 
I think anyone yeah. who follows me like knew that that was gonna happen. It's suspect that you like wins. I say it was no position based. Uh, once we uh, we drafted our favorite versions of each player, but once we drafted those players, they were off the board completely. Yeah, which I thought you know spruce it up. <laughs> would yeah, have been even funnier if you could pick multiple. Like, all right, give me 2009 <laughs> Bron, 2013 Bron, 2018 Bron. The starting five of LeBron. I mean, he could play all five. Is it like 2013 Bron could be the shooting guard? That's the one time he was ever good at threes. Oh, my, I'm so sorry to, to, to derail this too, but I really just wanted to say one thing. You know how people were talking about the other day how Bron's the biggest liar? You know which one went unnoticed? Everyone was talking about his reading stuff and like predicting Kobe's 81. The biggest lie he ever told was three weeks, like three months ago, when he said, if I wanted to, I could shoot 90% from free throw. Well, then why don't you want to? He said that like a handful of times, too. No, but why, he was like, yeah, if I wanted to. I'm like, oh, so you just choose to miss out on thousands of points. I'm sure you chose to do that. <laughs> LeBron is the biggest liar. I tweeted a couple weeks ago. I said, I can't wait till LeBron and Katie retire so they can have a podcast together where they just like trade lives for like 90 minutes every day. And they both, I just, mean, every week. Because they're both lying, they both just back up the other's lie. <laughs> they're both just, they both just lie. But they're like confirming it. Like, yeah, I remember you did that. You're right. Katie's like, yeah, I went to the Warriors because, um, what did he tell Gillix? I wanted to, you know, join the he underdog said it was a team. Poverty the, franchise yeah, I wanted to, to join the underdogs. LeBron was like, yeah, man, they weren't really making any noise before you got there, like, as if they didn't have a title before he got there. He joined the We Believe Warriors, actually. He commanded <laughs> like, a treat his rookie year. I was actually looking at the Warriors back when I was in college. <laughs> oh, um, man. But now, let's get to the draft, though. I right, said so we did, what we do, 10 rounds, and then we did four honorable mentions for you role players. You want to just start with the honorable mentions, get them out of the yes, way? Yes. Yeah, you can name your role players first for him. All right, we picked, like, three to four just guys who, like, obviously aren't going to make the squad because they're just, like, role players, but just guys that we liked. Um, I, mean, and, I took 07, Kevin and they couldn't. Oh, before they – the guys we took couldn't make an all-star team either. Yeah, like, so, like, it couldn't even be, like, a one-time all-star because I yeah, thought it so, but, like, or Rashard Lewis, but now nah, they – Yeah, so no Iggy or Ginobili, sadly. Um. I took 07 Kevin Martin, the king of the 25 one and one. Um, <laughs> not a lick of defense, just vibes. Just um, vibes. Honestly, like, my favorite, my favorite Kevin Martin fact was that. Uh, don't look this up, but I'm t- I'm telling the truth, but don't confirm it. But whatever his PPG was that year is how many is how many games the team he played on won. <laughs> That's hilarious. Man, 25, 25 points a game. It smells like a 25-win season for Sacramento. <laughs> um, yeah, he had the uncanny ability to score <laughs> however he damn pleased and never affect the game in any way. It was Love really it. 2011 Look Rudy Gay, the taller Kevin Martin, that did the same thing, only, um, you know, actually, at times, could play defense when he wanted to. He never he wanted, wanted to, but... I mean, he also played for the – yeah, I took 2011 Rudy Gay. That's that's prime grit and grind Rudy Gay where, you know, you could have put, like, a person in a wheelchair out there and they're having a top five defense. So uh, – 2K legend Rudy Gay. The best – like, the best 2K player not named Jonathan Isaac. Um, yeah. uh, and uh, I took 08 Jamal Crawford. I know everyone's going to be like, why don't you take the sixth man of the year ones? Because, you know – I really, really respect 08 Jamal Crawford because he dropped 20 points a game on the Knicks 
And that year, if I'm not mistaken, was the year when Isaiah Thomas signed four points. They had Jamal Crawford, Steve Francis, Nate Robinson, and Stephon Marbury all playing like exactly 24 minutes a night. Like just both of them, <laughs> just putting two sets of point guards out there for 24 minutes a night. And the fact that he got 20 points on that team, you know, it's funny. All four of them are point guards. All four of them have like eight combined assists. So <laughs> I'm really proud of him for getting those points out. And then lastly, my last one was I took 04 Tayshawn Prince, Kentucky legend, Compton legend. And my girl is uh, from Michigan and a big Pistons fan. So I had to throw her a bone there because there ain't no other Pistons sniffing this list. <laughs> so there you go, babe. That's, that one's for you. I loved, I mean, Tayshawn was great. Like very lengthy guy. Uh, <laughs> very lengthy guy. Very uh, lengthy. could defend anyone. But uh -oh. I liked him because, too, like, you know, that whole team was just like a bunch of like loud type dogs that like to score and shit. And the Patty Mills. That, seriously, account. I ran I ran a season account before season before NBA Twitter was the thing. <laughs> my account was the Patty Mills fan account. <laughs> I mean, I just loved him in the finals. Like he he was not scared of like him and Danny Green were just not scared uh, of Bron. None of you to head on. What's the dude name? Jerry Neal too. Yeah, like that team was just full of guys that were just like we're coached well and we can hit shots. And then the the twenty the twenty thirteen um team lost; they couldn't hit free throws at the end. Well, you know, Tim Duncan should have been on the court. But he should. If, have Ray, been on if the court. Ray Allen wasn't a bitch, Bron got three rings. Oh man, I started but, uh, though. I thought about um adding Ray Allen on my role players, but he had you know all star teams and whatnot. <laughs> Ray Allen as a role player is funny. 13 Ray Allen. <laughs> and my yeah, my final pick for the role players, uh, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. <laughs> His retirement year. Yeah, little like he he, you know, he decent player for a bit. Hung on a bit for that points record. But, you know. <laughs> oh man, the honorable mention for both of us that neither one of us mentioned. Shout out Marcus Smart, of course. Oh, well, of course. Shout out Marcus Smart. Shout out Marcus Smart. The king I mean, of I role players. Was, I, I thought he was off limits because he's like the GOAT. But. The GOAT, exactly. So we just had to shout him out. I didn't want anybody to listen to this and get offended. Smart, we love him. Shout out Riffsman for the... Shout out Riffsman. For the uh, the charity. Absolutely. All right, ready yeah. to get started? I am absolutely. You, you, you went first, so I'll let you go first and talk about your guy. All righty. And for my first pick, and the inaugural Sam and Turner fantasy draft is 2013 LeBron James. This is actually my least favorite player ever because when the Heat won the like 20 game win streak and the Celtics were trash, I didn't watch Hoops for like three weeks until they finally lost the game. Oh, the, the win streak. Yeah, they lost yeah. the Bulls. Um, but, Le but LeBron was just on the court just hitting any shot he wanted to. I was, I was miserable. I couldn't stand it. Yeah, that year when he when he did forty one percent from three, I was like, I I thought that basketball was in as we knew it. <laughs> he was like the best defender on um, on the planet at one point. Because I was I was a KD oh, guy. Yeah. I've always been a KD guy. Same. We'll see that pick later. Um, but I love KD, and at the time, like I was always like, well, KD got the shooting. Like KD got the bag. LeBron has the passing, the defense, the instinct. But KD got the bag, and then Bron. For that Bron time, just, got the bag, and I was like, "Fuck, I have dude, nothing Bron to hold on to." <laughs> Bron was just doing anything he wanted for like the entire season. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, but no, you know, I hate him. You know, it's like the best. That might just be ever. the best like athlete ever, like just like the <laughs> yeah. best player ever. 
Absolutely. Like he, uh, yeah. Plus, at least favorite player ever, best player ever I've seen. So, salute, bro. Or you don't. Know, my first pick, obviously. So this one was very tough, and I would like to explain it. I went with 2017 KD, and a lot of people I think would be like, "Oh, 2014 KD," because he was, you know, MVP. And he was doing it all without Russ. And, like, he was just doing it. And that's great. Like, you know, I that was – it was a very hard pick. I struggled with it. If you remember, we did the draft. Like, I really went back and forth. But I went with 2017 KD for one reason in particular. Literally one reason. Because I think they're pretty much the same player. The stats were just a little bit down because he had to share the ball with good players. Yeah. And, he, you know, he wasn't sharing them with Daquan Cook. <laughs> um, or whatever. I think he was there. But um, Cephalosha. Yeah, Tabo Sepalosha hooping in Air Maxes. But um, no, the main reason I went with 2017 KD goes back to, you know, my least favorite player of all time. Coincidentally, what? LeBron James, him dotting the eye on LeBron with like that 38 footer in game three. Oh, no. Was maybe the peak of my sports like fandom that's not Boston related. I have never rooted for another team. More than when I when KD pulled up and I knew it was going in like that was a ridiculous shot to attempt on the best player on earth and KD was like already turning around barking before it even went and KD didn't give a fuck and transition KD never the game one love. like that's he the weird part you know KD always does the the chest poke and he poke and he and he points to the sky to that coach that died KD never really like celebrates KD was cold as hell after that shot uh, he was making his stake as the best player. In the world at the time. And, like, I mean, the, the shooting splits for – I don't care if you're playing with, you know, two, the two best shooters ever. You know, putting up the, the points here, putting up 30-something, 30 30-odd, 30 but 35, I think, maybe, right? Is it 35 or 31? I don't know. Things like 30. Yeah, it might be 35. Putting up 35 points a game on, like, 60, 50, 100 shooting is asinine. Yes, All the time. I think Katie is, like, top five ever in finals points per game or something like that. Gotta be. I mean, that was that was like those were like the games too. Like Katie was putting up like you know thirty three points on like nine shots. Right. Like, like just absurd shit. Nuts. But that's my that is my first pick. That was my twenty fourteen. You know, I might have might might have been the better overall year, but I'm because t- we're counting playoff runs in this. The yeah. Twenty seventeen finals. KD is Oof. the most fun I've ever had watching a basketball player. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. So for my next pick, I chose my guy, Virginia boy, 01, Allen Iverson. That was a, a very good pick. MVP. Took the Sixers to the finals. Cultural icon. Salute. Absolutely. Are you your favorite player's favorite player? That really is like the best way to describe him. Like, Absolutely. Man, like I was a bit young. Like we were both kind of a bit young at that time. But like Iverson was so big that like Iverson, like the first two basketball, the first three basketball players I ever knew by name were like Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, and Allen Iverson. Right. <laughs> like Allen Iverson, dude, he was relatable. He was five, like he was five ten standing on the Sunday paper. And <laughs> dropping 40 on whoever he wanted. Ever. Misunderstood, but, like, misunderstood in, like, the best way. Like, 
the people who misunderstood him are people that he never wanted to understand him. Wow. Like David Stern's hating ass. David Stern. And Larson and Iverson is one of like three people that Michael Jordan genuinely likes. <laughs> yeah. It's I mean Kobe, like, AI. <laughs> and even uh, third. Certainly, like certainly none of his teammates. So. Certainly none of his teammates. Except for maybe Rodman. Maybe respected Rodman because he was so crazy, but I know he hates Scotty. <laughs> Scotty got no <laughs> friends. Scotty's letting his wife run around with like Malik Beasley. Malik Beasley in future. Sad. But um, um yeah. no, but Iverson, yeah, the favorite player's favorite player. Like I've heard that before, but like you saying that right there, it's it's so true, especially because Iverson, that he's the number one guy today that like nerds who hate the game love talking about how Iverson wasn't good because he wasn't that efficient. Man, that dude was, like you said, 5'10", and he was going up against anyone. I guarantee you that if you asked every single all-star or every single player in the league in the early 2000s, like, who Who got it? They're all saying that he got it. Absolutely. Like, dude, the the, the Pistons, the 04 Pistons, there's that famous story. The 04 Pistons hated everyone. And they threw everyone to the floor, and they, they had no friends. And they even had, like, the thing, like, Iverson, like, yeah, of course they're going to play defense on him. But they yelled at one of the rotation players one time. Like, the Wallaces, like, confronted their own player, and they were like, hey, don't throw – what's his name? What's his, what's his nickname? Bubba? Uh, Chuck. Chuck. Bubba Chuck. Yeah, Bubba Chuck. They were like, hey, don't throw Bubba Chuck to the ground like that. Like, like he's like – like, dude, the old four Pistons were, were throwing hands and shit with everyone, the mouse in the palace. And they were like, they respected Iverson to the point where it's like, you know, he goes to the hoop, like, follow him, but don't kill him. Exactly. That's how you know you stand. Yeah, no, he was like a god. Like, I have nothing. Anyone who speaks ill of Allen Iverson, they they just don't know ball. They don't like ball. They don't know ball. But are you up, bro? Second pick is um, the one that's very near and dear to my heart. Maxine, I, I've talked about this before, but my first favorite player, Dwayne Wade. Um, when I first got into basketball heavy, it was around like 05. And um, he was on the goal. And I didn't really, you know, I knew about, I knew players, but I started watching it. And Dwayne Wade just like captivated me. Like the way I watched him was like the way that like my uncles and shit would talk about like watching Jordan. Like I was like this guard just doing whatever he wants, like scoring. And then he won the finals. And <laughs> funny enough, I loved that he was on the goldfish thing. But uh, <laughs> that's why I think I liked him. That's probably the real reason. But then yeah. 09 came around. And I remember he had just had the two injury. He had just had the two injury years. He was like, people were like, what the hell? Was that like a fluke? Like, oh, refs carried him. Like, he ain't, he ain't got it like that. And then 09, he carried that shit roster the whole entire year. He had probably one of the best, like, just all-around statistical seasons I've ever seen. It was, like, it was thir- he won the scoring title, so it was, like, 30, um, seven rebounds, five assists, like, two and a half steals and, like, 1.4 blocks. By far the best shot-blocking guard of all time. Like, no Absolutely. one no one under 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, except, like, it's him and Jordan and then everyone else, not even close. He so. was getting up there for blocks, like, to be 6'4 with the knees he has and to be putting up a block and a half a game is nutty. No, see, he but has like, such perfect timing on those blocks too, bro. 
he would block. I remember uh, the one block he always had to stand out to me was uh, we was playing them in the playoffs in 2004. And I think Rondo found Brandon Bass cutting back door or something and hit him for the um, Duncan where he just popped out of nowhere and timed it perfectly at the rim. He was still getting blocks. He had a block on Ben Simmons in the 2018 finals with no cartilage in his knee. Jeez. It's the timing. Look, that's because, like, you know, de- defense to me has always been more like timing and instinct than it is like athleticism. It's like effort. And he really, really had that. But no, the one I did want to talk about one game in particular. Uh, I'm a big fan of like, I'm a, I'm a goddamn, you know, nerd. Who likes to watch like old games on like YouTube and shit? That like I remember, like I have like a YouTube playlist of just like old games that I like. And the one I go back to, I find myself going back to it like once a month. Like I made like my girlfriend watch it with me. She does not care at all. And you know, games. Remember how games in the mid two thousands? How like you can find games from like the seventies that are in HD, but every <laughs> single game from two thousand three to two thousand nine was filmed on. Like, like filmed on a on a on a you know on a flip phone. <laughs> no, it's it's really strange how like the '90s games look great and the 2000s games just look terrible. We got Jordan highlights in 4K, but can't find uh, a Shaq highlight in over 360p. Dude, it's like it's watching an NBA like watching the 08 Finals is like footage of Bigfoot. <laughs> but like, but no, like uh, the the two the game I always go back to. I don't care how grainy it is. I don't care how bad like the quality is. I'm, I'm, I'll make her watch it with me like once a month was the 55-point game against the Knicks. That dude, you know, not the best three-point shooter. He hit like six from that game. 55. He was just scoring at will. Not that the Knicks were like a good team, but it was, you know what? That's what made it fun. Just a classic like, yo, I'm here. I'm going to win the scoring title. I'm going to beat the dog shit out of this terrible team. That's at the Garden too? Yeah, yeah. He was just gonna, he just beat the dog shit out of <laughs> out of one of the worst teams in the league and just did it sh- like with no shame. He played like forty plus minutes too. Like he never came out of the game. Just like I'm just gonna score. Uh, one of my uh, favorite games of all time. Like, um, he, and he the funny thing too is like he was doing everything. He was doing catch and shoot corner threes and he was doing like he was doing he did he had one where he does like a step back on the perimeter like off the dribble i'm like i first of all those were i thought those were like illegal in 2009 <laughs> then, like, i've never seen Dwayne wade take someone off the dribble step back and he was doing that he did he was unconscious but Dwayne wade 2009 Dwayne wade that's the that's my favorite runner-up mvp ever like i know braun was otherworldly that year and he deserved yeah. it but like man like if that was the year that was the year like wade when people try to tell me james harden's better than him i grimace I don't blame him. <laughs> oh, man. But, all right, for, you get your third pick. For my five or four. Oh, that's his third pick. I'm about to skip, skip one. All right, for my third pick, give me 09 Kobe. The course. best version of Kobe. You know, I mean, I've said that many times. Foxy, you go. You go. Oh, yeah. No, but yeah. You said it. We talked about it before. The best version where he was his most skilled, his probably as smartest as a player. He finally got the monkey off his back without shot. And I was just talking yeah. about this on Twitter earlier about the 09 finals. The Magic was like they just they didn't belong. Yeah, no, they were out they were outclassed. The, sure. the funniest highlight is during that serious thing it was game might have been game two where they forced overtime. Mm-hmm. 
Well, um, they was coming. They was down like maybe five points for like thirty seconds left, or maybe like less than a minute left. I don't know. Um, they went down court. Derek Fisher hit a three. Or oh, where Derek Fisher threw Um, they went down court. Fisher hit a three, and then they um fouled Dwight intentionally. So Dwight, you know, Dwight missed both the free throws. This dude went down court and leaped in the air and spun and threw behind the back past the power for the dunk. Mm-hmm. The audacity to try that is when you have, like, no respect for the team you're playing. <laughs> yeah, like, really, the the main reason why I always agreed with you on that, I mean, like, it's it's really, like, the thinking man's take where, like, I feel like a lot of – you know, I don't like to say the word like casual, but just a lot of people I think that don't really delve into the game as much. You know, they like the 06, 07, 08, I mean, yeah. uh, 05 Kobe. They like 81 point game Kobe. They like, you know, I'm just going to go out there and I'm going to score and fuck my teammates, Kobe. But, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I actually, the the footwork and the post game, like his later years before the Achilles, but like, yeah, 08, 09, 10 when he started like trusting the teammates a bit more and he went from like, he was like, you know, like a killer, but then he went to more of like a surgeon. Yeah. Like it was like methodical. It was like more slow. He more like, you know, it was like a, he's like a needle threader. And like, man, like the footwork is like actually like exceptional. Like I, I know like everyone likes to talk about Hakeem's and Hakeem for a big God bless him with that footwork. But like, you know, if I, was if I was trying to teach someone like what is like you know the like, someone to watch like 09 Kobe that footwork is like actually impeccable like it's the main thing I like when I watch like old games like that the main thing I stare at I don't even care about the jumper I don't care about the defense I really just am mesmerized by the feet that's uh, the footwork the body control the timing on like all the moves oh the fadeaway the fadeaway timing was unmatched um no you could make the case that like you know this is gonna piss off a a lot of people but you could make the case that like at that point in time like he might have been the most like skilled player ever not the best not the best best player not even the best not not the best player on this list we're gonna name today not the best whatever but like just like skills overall skills like you could you could say that yeah i'm not mad at it well, the people look at the shooting percentages and things like that. It's like, I get it because he was a he was a volume store, so just like all the other guards in his era. So it's whatever. But just the timing, the skills, the patience, like it all really. Like he won MVP the year before, but that next year, coming off the loss in the finals, he was just more all around focused, and that showed in every playoff series. Two thousand nine is really crazy. Where. I'm not sure if there's a if there's a year ever where four people should have split MVP. <laughs> it's that one because like Kobe, LeBron, Wade, and 09 Chris Paul, those four that year, like any other year, any of those guys are the runaway unanimous MVP. And like that year, they all just kind of peaked at the same time. And like Great it's actually kind of a lead. Yeah, I, I, there's a lot of people that think 09 is like one of the best years of basketball ever, and for good reason. I'm not mad. I had a great. That was a great year. Great playoffs. Yeah. That's the year we got on. Um, um, one of the best versions of Melo too. But he, you know, he was like 
a tear below everybody else, but he was still great that year, so. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, he went to the Western Conference Finals, which like, yeah. still seems, like, kind of fucked up in, like, hindsight to be like, really? Like, the Nuggets, <laughs> like, the Nuggets did? Like, not the, it wasn't the, you know, the Spurs or the Suns, it was the Nuggets, but you know what? You can only beat who you play. Uh, I'll be who's in front of you. Why are you up, though? My third pick, I went with Big Ticket, recent hey. Hall of Fame inductee, 2004, Salute. Kevin Garnett. I wanted to, my heart told me to go with 08, but my head told me 04. 04. Um, it's really, really not talked about enough. Like, People should honestly never stop talking about it. We shouldn't talk about anything else ever. <laughs> that in the, in the okay, they the Dirk Mavs, the first iteration of the seven second or less Suns, um, or maybe not. No, that was the next year. Am I? That was the next year. Yeah, that was the next year. But okay, but fine. You know the Dirk Mavs, um, the Kobe and Shaq Lakers, uh, the last year of them, and uh, you know obviously the Spurs were always in the mix. That was one of the most loaded West years ever. And KG, who had been cursed with probably the worst supporting cast in his career, by like no one's had a worse supporting cast or been dealt the worst hand than Kevin Garnett. And somehow, some way, he got them to the Western Conference Finals. And correct me if I'm wrong, but they were the one seed. Yeah. I think they clinched them maybe like the last week of the season. And he was doing everything. Like, dude, he was, you know, seven feet tall, but claimed to be 6'11". But he's seven <laughs> feet tall. And he was obviously, you know, playing DPOY-level defense. You know, he's the, probably the best defender in the league, even though he didn't get the DPOY until a few years later. But he got MVP. He was a guy who would probably – I don't even think he liked scoring. Like, by all nah, – scoring won't even this game. He didn't even like scoring, and he was still putting up 24 a game. He won the rebounding title, like, you know, for the first – like, he won it, and then won it the next four years. But he was grabbing every single board. He's dishing out five assists. We're back when Biggs didn't do that. Like, Biggs did not do uh, that thing. And he was passing out the po- – it wasn't even just passing out the post like Chris Webber. He was, like, bringing the fucking ball down. Like, he was doing it all. And, you know, he went to the Western Conference Finals in a one seed. And took two games off Kobe and Shaw. That should never ever be discounted. Like you know, <laughs> I feel I do feel bad when stars are in bad positions, but like, you know, Kevin Garnett really took the just be better and just and just and just be better. Took everything to the chin. Yeah, no, that's like an Iverson type run. And he just he just uh, ran into Shaq and Kobe, you know, yeah, around before, uh, around earlier. But um, no, he moved like a gazelle too. Like you watch some of those like. That KG moved like a goddamn gazelle. And there was a story on Twitter recently where, like, something like, I think it was a shooting. It might have been a, sh- like a shooting arm, like a, an armband, or it might have been a piece of tape around his finger. Yeah. It was, I, think it was I don't on, know. His fingers. Yeah, it was on tape on his finger. And someone left it behind. And he was, like, obviously kind of upset about it, and he didn't know when the season was – this was a big game for seeding and shit. Yeah. And then someone got it. Like, someone, like, fucking flew back to, like, Minneapolis. Yeah, the it. team's equipment manager had to call back or something and get it flown out to wherever they was at. Yeah, and he got it. And then he just went out there and, you know, obviously he dominated the game. Like, he's one of those guys that, like, I don't believe in superstition stuff, but I believe that he believes in it, and it worked for him. Uh, love, KG. An absolute dog. I really, like, he's my, 
incredible motor, man. Every Paul, possession. You know, Paul Paul Pierce did a, did a lot for us, but like KG, I'll always be like just really, really, really thankful for like KG. KG revived yeah, the franchise. KG man. is KG. Yeah, he turned it like this. Is obviously isn't this year we're talking about, but he really brought that whole like don't let the guy see their shot go in even after the whistle thing. Like that changed. It. The Celtics had a losing culture. Even when they were winning, they did have kind of a loser's mentality for a while. And yeah. KG really changed that. But he always had it. And a fucking professional, man. Like, the fact that he that he didn't want to run from the grind there, like, he had to, like, be begged to get traded. But, like, That's that awful. dude really, really, really gave a shit. And it was, he's a, it was it's a pleasure to watch those games. You know, they're... What speaks to KG is every time one of his peers tell a story about him, whether it's from like when they met him at high school or any point during the league, all the stories add up to exactly what we saw in the court too. Like I don't know if you listen yeah. to all the smoke, but Baron Davis said the first time they met KG at a gym at high school when they was working out, he looked at him like, "Oh, this is gonna be the number one player." They said they started hooping, and KG was out there going crazy, yelling, blocking all their three point attempts. Dude. And he looked at him, he was like, oh, so yeah, this this the dude. <laughs> dude, there's this story real quick. I got to tell you this one before we move on that I read when I was doing some research on, like when we were making our picks, I wanted to have some anecdotes for some of the guys. And my the KG, the funniest one I think I've seen in there was that dude, when KG went his, was in his last year with the Timberwolves, like when, you know, his, his year he went out, there was a practice that he was at. And they were like, yo, like, just chill. Like, you know, you're an old man. Like, you know, you're not playing really. Like, you can just, like, kind of hang out. And, like, you know, like, you know, you're an OG. You're a franchise icon. Just, like, chill. Like, <laughs> grab a soda. Yeah. Chill out. And, like, they would be running, like, scrimmages, like, five on five. And he wouldn't be in them. But he would run down the court on the <laughs> sidelines. And he would, like, just mimic, like, no, like, cat, like, cat do it. like, And just, like, kind of, like, do shit. And, like. He was like, you know, hyper extending his knee, guarding shadows, and just like <laughs> screaming and yelling, because like he just like can't sit down, like he can't sit still. He loves it. And then man. also, I still hold true to this day. Before <laughs> my God, I can talk about KG all day, but I still to this day think that we beat the Magic in 09. Absolutely. No, no, not if we have him. I think we would have beat him if we just had KG. So remember how KG was hurt? Mm-hmm. If KG came, but for some reason instead of wearing the suit or the street clothes, if KG came and wore the uniform and just sat on the bench and Dwight just even was like, oh, is he going to come in? <laughs> even just because that would have scared the shit out of Dwight. That was a coaching error. We should have just like made him available to play and never played him. Obviously, just never played him. But just let, just let Dwight see him in the Celtic green and Dwight is shitting and shitting his pants. Maybe had him walk to the scrolls table a few times. Yeah. Well, KG is the number. You know, KG got the juice where every other player we talked about, we only talked about that year, and we just went over KG's career. Right. But he deserves awesome. it. I love you, my, big ticket. Fast. My next pick is KG's favorite player, and KD is also his favorite player. Give me O2 Chris Webber. You know, the leader of the sack team that almost got the Lakers out of there if they didn't get cheated. That team was a team full of dogs. Absolutely. I said, along with KG, Chris Webber was one of my players. I would love to see that. I wish I could see today in their prime. Oh, he'd have a shot. Um, 
he'd be having Jokic number Jokic numbers because like, you know, he was big into he was one of the early uh, big passers. Exactly. Like everything we saw from Bam last season, that was Chris Webber on like crack. Yeah. No, they um, though those Kings teams were interesting because the guards were really just there to like shoot. Like they all their all their offense came from passing out of the post. Yeah, um, Chris and Vlad. Chris and Vlad, yeah, they were and like the you, playmakers and just getting Paige and, and Bibby open. Bibby was a yeah. big, Bibby was a big shot maker, but uh, and him and no, um, was and, great. Bef- and even before Bibby, um, Jason Williams was nice too. <laughs> he was fun. But, yeah, <laughs> like he was fun um, to watch, but like you know, he had his he had his moments. That was all. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, Bibby's better point guard though. I do love Chris Webber too for. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people clown him for it, but I do actually think like it's it's pretty incredible the career that he ended up having with like you know that that whole thing in college where he fucked up on the timeout. And then like he never really lived that down. And I know there's the whole thing about how he didn't like having the ball in the final two minutes of like games. And then people say that's like a mentally weak thing, but I'm like, I can honestly see like if I you know, if I was 19 years old and I messed up on the biggest stage in my life in my profession, like I've never been in that situation, but I, I might, stick, might stick with you for a while. Yeah, that's going to affect me. Like people thinking like they're like, oh, man, like just get over it. Like just do your job and shit. It's like, well, I mean, you've never like no one's yelling at you at your call center job, man. Like exactly. you messed up. On a, <laughs> you messed up at a at a, you know. On the biggest stage of your career as a kid. Like, so I actually think it takes, it kind of took a lot of, like, bravery for, like, the way he was going to war with the coach. Like, that would have killed someone, like, um, that kind of pressure would have would have killed a lot of guys. Absolutely. And my thing about Chris Webber, he won. No, he didn't want to title, but, he, like, everywhere he went, he was in the playoffs and made the team better, too. Yeah, that's been no, rookie season. Wrong, um, wrong team, wrong time type guy. Exactly. He got drafted to the Warriors, made the playoffs there, but he left. He had, like, some weird contract his rookie season, too. He had, like, an opt-out clause after a year. Yeah, that was uh, that's that's pretty nuts. one of the main reasons why KG was the re- was, was ended up being the reason, funny enough. But I know that they're, like, the two main cases of why they ended up instituting the rookie max the rookie yeah. Because after his second year in the league, he opted out and then demanded, like, 15 years, 175 million. That's and they fire, had to give it to him because what are they going to do? Tell the number one pick no? Yeah, that's fire, though. <laughs> like, he was like, there was no rules on how long contracts could be. I I know it eventually finally ended when KG got that, like, yeah. KG signed like a seven year, 126 million in like 2001, and the owners were like, enough's enough. Enough. <laughs> they didn't want it to be like baseball. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but like, that's. That is mad funny. Just Kate, Chris Webber being like, yeah, I know it's my first year. Just sign me yeah. for the next 15 years. You're going to be all right. Right. Then you won in Washington, revive Sacramento. He bounced around towards the end where I don't, yeah. I don't always remember where he ended up. His knee was starting. He was on the um, Clippers? Yeah. Was he he was on, a, I don't know. I don't think so. Or he, was on the, he was on the, he was on the Sixers after he left. He got traded to the Sixers after yeah. 04, I think. And he played in Detroit, then he retired back in Golden State. 
I mean, not not the not the hero's ending, but definitely was a uh, was a warrior for a long time. Definitely, Hall. He just got in the Hall of Fame too. It took them long enough. Uh, I mean, ben, dude, they're 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 gonna they open up they open up their arms like for fucking Dino Raja, and it takes ten years <laughs> to get Chris Webber in. They gave Brent Hill the knob before Chris Webber. I'm cool with that. Chris Webber was like actually okay. Grant Hill and like his first five years was like no nah, Grant Hill was the man, but Grant Hill was like maybe the second best player in the league behind Jordan. Yeah, but he just didn't. Only thing is he he just didn't do it long enough. That's all. But I get it though. I mean, yeah, but like I, I'll give it for his, like that peak. Like man, like he he's LeBron 1.0. Yeah, definitely not. He would have been one of the greats. Who well, he is one of the greats. He would have been one of the like top 20, 30 players of. But I get it. Like I understand. Yeah. But no, they 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 pick and choose who they want, and I'm gonna be absolutely. Lit. I'm gonna throw up on my shoes when when Kyle Lowry walks in first ballot. Yeah. Oh man, him and Rudy Gobert <laughs> and Lamarcus Aldridge and Joe Johnson. Oh man. Um, but am I you? Pick? You up? I'm gonna stick in that same type of like range in that same type of year. But I'm gonna, uh, you know, I have to go back to my wings. I just took a big, so can't do that for another half an hour. But, <laughs> uh, 2003, none other than Tracy McGrady. Team, the um, the Orlando Magic Tracy McGrady jersey was like that was one of the first jerseys, along with the Iverson one and the Mellow Nuggets, that went platinum in the hood. <laughs> like every single person I knew growing up, like don't matter if you were dirt poor or you had money, every single person I knew, and this is in Boston, mind you, this isn't even in like Boston. this isn't even in Orlando, this is in Boston. I saw so many of those with the star on the logo, like the the star over the eye, baby blue Tracy McGrady jerseys, and for good yeah. reason, where Tracy McGrady was mesmerizing. Uh, Scoring title, first team NBA, probably like a Chris Paul type thing where one of the all time bad luck guys when it comes to like injuries in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, like it's a it's a really really bad look that like his the Rockets in 08 have like the fourth longest winning streak ever, and it's when he got hurt. But like, yeah. what I think it would have been longer if he had played. But whatever. I mean, we talk about 03 here. But, yeah. like, T-Mac, what I don't think gets talked about a lot because a lot of people remember him as the dude who, I mean, you have to, like, go on the deep web and, like, go to some Russian website to find these pictures. But, like, the pictures of T-Mac on, like, the Hawks and the Pistons and the Knicks, <laughs> those later years were real ugly, like, disgustingly ugly. Him ending the career on the bench for the Spurs, like, no. but... Like, 03, people don't like to admit it. Him, like, he was giving Kobe the work. Kobe even said it. He just liked me about 6'8". Yeah, like, I don't know if anyone ever played, like, Kobe harder. Like, Braun, they never, like, him and Braun never really got the matchup we wanted. And I know, like, uh, like whatever. But, like, yeah. whenever they would play, it was, like, magic. And the thing is, they were both great defenders, but, like, their bags were just too deep where like, you know, Kobe was matter. Kobe was like, you know, 15 time all defense and he would be locking up all sorts of people. And then T Mac would just come in and drop 48 in the forum. 
Oof. And he could do it all too. You know what? T-Mac is, a, is one of my number one guys who I would do anything to see today. Because, Damn. like, he was early to, like, the, like, he was early to, like, the pull-up three game. Like, yeah. Bro, and he was it, shooting them at, like, a pretty good clip for the time. Like, I think if he played today, like, not to be Bill Simmons, but, like, I don't know, House. I feel like if Tracy McGrady played today, he'd be take, what, like, 10, 11 threes a game? Like, imagine Tracy McGrady with the green light to take 11 threes a game. Man, fans love KD today. They love Matt. Oh, yeah. No, T-Mac was, like. Just like sheesh, like he his he had a deep bag. Like he was wandered down. He had the he had the mid range. He had the three. He also perfected. He had his own. It's you know it's very rare to have your own signature thing. He had his own signature thing. The self assist off the backboard. That was cold. <laughs> he was doing self assist off the back like, against like Ben Wallace. Like he didn't give a fuck. Uh. All-time af- um, athlete, too. Incredible. Incredible yeah. athlete. Yeah, way better than his cousin. <laughs> that discussion was real quick. And for like six months in 2001, it was like, who's the best shooting guard? Um, Tracy McGrady, Vince Carter, or Kobe? And after those six months, it was like, okay, who's better, T-Mac or Kobe? And Vince Carter Kobe. fell out of that conversation very fast. Very fast. Now, I respect T-Mac because T-Mac said he wanted his own team to be the man. And then Winton was the man. <laughs> yeah, no, he um, – that playoffs – I wrote a whole entire thread on it, too. That year, the, the year we're talking about right here, everyone talks about how, you know, he failed in the playoffs. He didn't get out of the first round. You know, though, that team he carried – so he – okay, this is what makes me mad. He goes to the – he goes to the Magic – he gets Grant Hill. Grant Hill, first team All NBA, one of the best players in the league. Grant Hill plays 29 games in four years because his body breaks down. That's not his fault. Uh, and then Tim fault. Duncan was three seconds away from signing, and Doc Rivers won't let him bring his wife on the plane. So he goes back <laughs> to San Antonio. Like, you're telling me that him and Tim Duncan and even a half healthy Grant Hill aren't winning eight titles? That's a dynasty, bro. But then he still did his thing. Everyone's like, oh, well, he, you know what? You have to get out of the first round. Okay, well, he lost that year, the year we're talking about 03. He put up, like, you know, 32 points. Like, it was like 32-7-7 and seven for a seven-game series against the Pistons, who went to – this is the Pistons, mind you, that went to, you know, six straight conference finals, mm-hmm. won a ring, two finals. Not that year, but still, this was a budding dynasty-type, like, team. And yeah, he happened okay. to run into them in the first round because his co-star's leg fell off and then his superstar, supposed to be co-star, doesn't come to <laughs> give him a bullshit thing. Exactly. Him bringing that team to seven is actually pretty crazy. As Doc said, uh, what did Doc say when he asked, he was in his interview talking about it recently? He said it's a miracle that T-Mac even got them to the playoffs with a chance to win them. But once teams realized that they could just load up on him and that they didn't have anybody else to beat him, it was a wrap. Yeah, I mean, like, that team was was garbage outside of him. But, um, yeah. no, just T-Mac, like, all-time cool dude. Uh, I mean, T-Mac, you know what's funny? 2003, the year we're talking about, T-Mac was so stamped in 2003 that on uh, he was even getting the Jay-Z co-sign on what we do, uh, <laughs> Jay-Z and Freeway. Uh, yeah. Bang like T-Mac. Bang like T-Mac, 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 T-M
Okay, like all right, like you you made it. <laughs> oh man, for my next we don't stay in 03. I'm gonna take 03 Timmy. Yeah, 03, well, 03, another great year. Love that pick. The big fundamental. Oh, the big fundamental MVP of the league. Killed um killed the dynasty by himself, pretty much. Oh, um, yeah, no four Pete. No four Pete had the whole Lakers bench over there crying at the end of that last game. And like that's an all-time carry job. Like that yeah, is everyone talks about the Spurs, like you know. Everyone be like, oh, they're such a well-balanced and well-coached team. It's like, nah, bro. <laughs> the worst take ever when people are like, okay, no, I get the later ones that go 5-0-7, and definitely, you know, more of a stacked team. Yeah. 3 is, is actually probably the best carry job maybe ever. I mean, like, so who were his teammates? Um, okay. Steven Jackson and, like, Nazir second, Muhammad, Malik Rose. Yeah, maybe second or third year. Tony Parker were his second and third best players. It was his second year. Manu was Manu, Manu was, was averaging like five, six points a game on the bench. Yeah, um, they, Malik Rose. Malik Rose was like a prominent player. Yeah, and then you David have the, Robinson. Yeah, the corpse Robinson of David Robinson. Two was forty-two. David is there to piggyback off Tim one last time. <laughs> I would be remiss if I didn't let you go off about the the forgot the the forgotten quadruple double. The forgotten quadruple double that. Should have been, but the ref didn't, or the whatever, not the ref, but the guys at the scores table didn't count it as a block again for some reason. Yeah, it was like 20, it's like 25, 15, 10, and 80 blocks. There was two blocks. <laughs> two blocks that they didn't count. Yeah, no, because if you watch it again, it's they get credited as one of them gets credited as a fucking deflection. I'm like, what? Are you <laughs> what? One's a deflection, and then the other one. Him and Robinson both got a hand on it, but that's it. Two people can get credit for a block. It happens all the time. Exactly. And it's like, isn't a deflection, isn't a block just a deflection anyway? So how do you yeah, but I mean, like, specify? Well, I think they the were moment? saying, they tried to say on the review, because the, re the scorekeepers can never admit they did anything wrong. Yeah. But they tried to say that it's a deflection because they were like, oh, he clearly wasn't going up. But then I'm like, well, his hands are below his waist, and he's putting his hands up, and the ball is going <laughs> upwards in the air. I don't think it's like they're trying to say it slipped out of his hands and he deflected it. I'm like, no, Bro, he blocked the shot. In my okay. mind, Timmy has a quad double. Exactly. One of the, Timmy, one of the greatest, best power forward. Um, and the stat line from that playoff on the hilarious. I think one game versus the Lakers, Tim had like 25, 13, and 5. Then next to him, David Robinson is like cheesing. You no, know, like you know, during the um, plus the interview, they stand together, right? You know, yeah, Tim is no, like I just mean, Tim is like stale face. Tim's like stale face for like some like incredible stat line. Then it like shoots Dave. He's just like cheesing. He has like eight points and four rebounds. <laughs> They're just like yeah, like Tim Duncan, uh, 30, 30, 15, and twelve. And Dave Tim Robinson, just... father of three. Right. <laughs> like, um, pr proud dad. Um, no, but uh, Timmy, <laughs> last year in the league, <laughs> Timmy needs to get his flowers for one thing that we made this list with the rule that it was how much we enjoyed watching the guy, and no one ever made boring basketball more fun. Nobody ever made the fundamental look more fun than Tim. Stale face, bank I shot. Actually, yeah, <laughs> I don't get people that don't like watching Tim Duncan because I know a like, lot of people like it's like, but like it's beautiful. 
Like, like it's he broke like he talk about footwork. Talk about his number one skill always to me was that like I don't know if he ever once in his life was ever like on the like he might have gotten beat, but never once in his life was he ever not on the right spot of the court at the right time. Like his court awareness was was nutty. Like he would just be he would be three like you know three switches away he'd already be where the guy coming would come that's why like that chris paul shot in 2015 was crazy because he had to really really throw that over town but like that shot is crazy too that even at you know the corpse of tim duncan 40 years old he missed blocking that by a fingertip and like if he just had because he it's positioning he knew where to be he just didn't yeah. have the legs to jump anymore. But if that had been 2003, that ball would have been, oh, been out of there. It would have been on Rodeo Drive. Exactly. And my, one of my favorite quotes, not from Tim, but from, from his college coach, he said, I didn't um, think that he was understanding anything I said to him because he wouldn't say anything or give me any type of um, like facial expression while he was trying to coach him and like teach him how to play. But that was just Tim's way of really listening and just taking everything in that you were saying to him. Absolutely, man. Or that Steve, or uh, what Steve just said, he said, if Pop would yell at him, he'd get mad, like, who do he think he's talking to? But then he looked over, he's like screaming in Tim's face, and Tim was just sitting there taking it. So he was like, well, I just got, I guess I got to take it too then. <laughs> yeah, no, the consummate professional, like, you know, like, as much as, like, you know, they're the greats and, like, they can do whatever they want, like, Mike, Kobe, LeBron, those guys are, you know, they're uncoachable. Like, they are, they're going to do whatever they want. They, um, and that's fine. I mean, they earned the right. But, like, Tim Duncan also earned the right. But Tim Duncan, like, never selling out the coach in front of everyone else. It's, like, really incredible of, like, a skill. Like, it makes the team fall in line in a way that, like, you know, there's never, there was never going to be a mutiny. There was never going to be a time when the players like didn't give full effort because if Tim was, you know, what a leader really is. And it's like, he was that to the, to the day he retired. I mean, even his last season in the league, I did always think it was interesting and kind of funny how like, I think him and Kobe both went out exactly how they wanted. Kobe went out with the farewell tour and the 60 point game. Tim went out with, you know, eight points and seven rebounds a game on a 67-win team in the second round with no farewell tour. I think they both got exactly what they wanted, and that's nice. Like, Tim got to go out quiet, just doing what, you know, just doing his thing on a playoff team. Kobe got to go out scoring all he wanted, and they both ended up – I'm sure they were both happy with it. And, and but, Tim last game was the most, like, Tim game ever. I think, remember, just the throws getting blown out by the Thunder? And then yep. he just goes in the fourth quarter and just starts, like, hustling for a bunch of, like, extra offensive rebounds and – put best to try to get him back into the game. Yeah, no, like he went out like that. It, it is also really crazy to me in hindsight that a 67 win team was the two seed and lost in the second <laughs> round. And lost in the second round. Just because like the Warriors had to win 73 games. They went 40 and one at home and were a two seed. That's that's, <laughs> that's nice. illegal. But um <laughs> no, but not so you know what? My pick, fifth pick, let's keep it in 2016. I really didn't want to do this, but it got to round five, and I was like, I, I feel bad that he's still almost here. <laughs> but 2016, Steph Curry, 
you know, even with the, the mouth guard thing, even with, um, what do you do? Oh, even, even with the, the throwing the ball out of bounds to lose the game, everything <laughs> up until that, even with the, even with the awful, uh, last, you know, with the, the stop, the Kevin, the Kevin love stop when he, when he didn't, uh, just try to blow by him and he went for that awful shot and said yeah. everything up until that point one of the most fun and one of the most like the whole entire country was all watching and all loved seasons i'll never forget like you know i don't remember where I, like i remember where i was for a lot of big playoff games but a lot of times you know a random game in february you don't always like remember you know stuff like that i will never forget being i was at a college party and everyone was playing everyone was playing beer pong and like i at the time you know i was like i was like 18 or 19 years old at the time this was february 2016 and i was like you know back you know i used to be like a big drinker and stuff i used to be really good at beer pong and all that and they were playing the thunder in the best regular season game i've ever seen and I literally stopped partying with people. Like people were just like walking around. Like I like we went up to this college party, and I was like, "Yo!" Like I was like shushing people. Like 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 ah, like go, get away from me, because I was watching that game, and you know they played the was the overtime shot from half court with the Mike Breen like the Steph Curry from way downtown. Bang! bang <laughs> is like I get chills like thinking about it. That was like the moment where I was like, where, yeah, like, I was like, okay, I know he can hit threes. I know he's the, like a really great shooter. I was like in that moment, like that shot, never have I ever seen a half court shot in desperation and overtime where I was like, that's going in. Half court. That's crazy. And, and he hit the 13 three. That's when he, I'm pretty sure that's when he broke before clay broke it a year later, but at yeah. the time that was the most threes ever hit in the game. And it was funny. Because it was quiet because earlier in the game, he had tweaked his ankle. And I remember, like, I almost had a heart attack because he hurt his ankle. And that was always in the beginning part of his career. He was never healthy because of his ankles. And I was like, please tell me that this, like, this historic season is not going to end in February against Oklahoma. Exactly. And no, but he came back and he broke the three record. I'm pretty sure that was the game he also broke, like, his own season record for most threes. It might yeah. not have been, but don't quote me on that. The only thing that ruins that game for me is that's when the NBA was trying out that no one ever talks about this, but you remember for like a month or two in 2016, when the NBA tried out that stupid ass thing where when someone hit a three, it would light oh, up. On the three point line was turned red. It would turn red. That's that the only awful. thing that ruins that game for me, but it's also, it's the best regular season basketball game I ever watched. I watch it all the time and just my God, have I like, it's like this play sums up the whole entire season to me. Just, being so sure of a desperation full court heave and just knowing it was going in is like an experience that you can't really explain to someone you after the you had to be there for that season you had to be there like, <laughs> he also like you know i'm like just like a guy too who for years was getting the rep as like awful defender and shit like that like you know, breaking the three-point record, winning the scoring title, and then just throwing on top of it. Like, by the way, I'm going to lead the league in steals off strictly right. playing the passing lane. Gross. Like, I don't think he didn't get one on-ball steal. Every single steal was because he was shifty and knew where to be. Exactly. Steph can't. He's not a good man defender, of course, because he's like tiny and 
not really shifty side to side, but he has like really good positioning most of the time, though. That's all you really need. Like that's good enough. So some some one play that season, I think was playing the Bulls. And then somebody on the Warriors missed the shot. Joe Kim Noah got the rebound, but he wasn't paying attention. So Steph just like popped out of nowhere, like yanked the ball out of his hands and threw a um a oop up to Iggy. Yeah, I mean, like, man, like the other thing too, that like me and you talked about this on the phone before. One of the main things about Steph that always really like impressed me is so many people get mad. Cause they're like, oh, he's cocky. He shimmies. He dances. He laughs on. He dances on people's graves. He does that shit. I'm like, bro, this dude's, you know, he was at the time. He actually put on some muscle. But at the time, like, dude, this dude was built like a fucking math teacher, and like, he was a, you know, six three and a and a big man and a big dude's like league. Like he was going up against KD and LeBron, and he was taking off the dribble, pull ups from forty feet out, turning around before they went in. And just already shimmying before the ball even goes in, chewing on the mouth guard. Six <laughs> eight LeBron and six ten, seven feet tall. KD had nothing like just had nothing for it. Obviously, Braun won the series. Good on him. He gets all the flowers. But like they really just like for the for for nine months, for nine months, every single game until game seven, no one had a goddamn thing for Steph Curry. No problem. And game seven won't even. You know, the defense weren't really exceptional. He was just cold. Yeah, no, it, 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 it's very cold. <laughs> winning, winning the scoring title, I mean, he just won it again. But, like, winning the scoring title that year specifically, like, you know, Harden was doing his own thing on the worst team he played on in Houston. So, like, that should have been a year where Harden should have been, like, I'm going to cook. KD was still doing his thing. Ron, obviously. And that. Steph was sitting out fourth quarters too. Still oh, no, no, finishing with like thirty disgusting. a game. Disgusting that he like. He's one of the. He's probably the only scoring champ ever where his PPG goes up per thirty six. Exactly. This man Usually was per thirty six will bring it down because you're a scoring champ. He was playing like, <laughs> dude. After he after he you know was in the three hundreds like once they were already like. Once they were at, like, game 70, he's slick was dropping, like, 40 in 22 minutes. Like, he was playing, like, 28 minutes a night in April. His night was ending, like, five minutes into the third quarter. <laughs> you know what, though? Fuck Steve Kerr for that. He really should have gave us one game where just, like, once they, especially, you know, once they were already, like, fuck 73 and 9, just let, just let Curry go for 100. Let so, Curry take 43s. Just what would happen? What would happen? See if he get it would have been magical, but I understand why they didn't do it, and it probably would have been a disaster. I mean, it already is kind of it. Looking back, do you think they cruise to the title if they don't get so obsessed with going for 73? Like, if they settled for 68, 69 wins, and they didn't do that push, because they really pushed for 73. If they, they had rested, you think they would have won the title? I don't think so, because I think going for 73 let them stay pretty locked in, like, from start to finish. Yeah, but Steph Which, did get hurt in the yeah. First that's the only yeah. That's the only downside part to it that he got hurt. But like you know, still no one had anything for him, and I I had yeah. to shut him out on that. Exactly, if the ball is rolling, you gotta let it roll, man. <laughs> but, yeah, but it's unbeatable record. No one's. I don't think I'm seeing seventy four. <laughs> so for my next pick, I got Steph's arch enemy. Or Steph was his arch enemy before he was. 
Oh, no, no. He, he hates Steph. Steph doesn't he know his name. <laughs> I know who you're going to say. Steph doesn't know his name. He's never heard of this guy. He sees one of State Farm commercials. <laughs> oh, Cliff. <laughs> that's, that's Cliff's brother. <laughs> but uh, give me 08 Chris Paul. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, like, okay. Paul was know, averaging 20. He got points. his MVP, but I don't know yeah. if he could have. Fast. Average 20 points. Tennises, handful of steals, all first team defense, carry the Hornets team as the best player, five eleven to fifty wins. Also, and a stat in a stat Western Conference at that. Don't leave out on the stats, don't leave out five boards a game at six and feet tall in an boards. era of giants. That was an era so, of giants. But no the era of no space where you had to have two bids in the front court. Yeah, oh, yeah, that team was fucking massive. They had, like, Peja playing the two. Peja, David West up front. Massive team. But, you know, he – there, like, no one, you know, Sands, Sands Magic Johnson or maybe, like, the, a prime seven seconds or less, like Steve Nash. Like, no one can tr- – like, he made the game slow down or speed up, like, it doesn't matter if they were playing the fastest team in the league and the slowest team in the league. If he wanted to run a marathon, they would. If he wanted to sprint, they would. Exactly. He's going to make you play his game. For better or worse, he's going to make you play his game. He's going to no dribble the air out of the ball onto the left side and get he that. Gonna make the, he's going to make the right pass. He's going to take the right shot every time. He's going to get in position defensively every time. You know what I've, what I've always said about Chris Paul, and speaking of Steph, is like my number one way to describe them is that Steph is the best ceiling raiser where like, if you have a good team and you put Steph on it, it's an all time great team. But Chris Paul is an all time floor raiser. Floor raiser. Where like, if you put Chris Paul with semi Ojale, PJ Tucker, <laughs> like, uh, you know, Smush Parker and Grant Williams, he's getting them all 20 points a night and they're going to win 48 games. You he, could get, he could get anyone open. Chris Paul will took the hospital Celtics to the finals. <laughs> he all time get his guy open guy. That move that he perfected that that's when he finally started perfecting that move. But the slow drip, like pound the air out of the ball and get over to like the left side and like the elbow and just like chill there. And then like, doesn't matter who's in his face. Like that shot was unguardable for a bit. That's uh, Chris Paul. My favorite thing about Chris Paul is that back in 08, 9, 10, 11, whatever he be mentioned with him versus Rondo, him versus Darren Williams. With, him look, versus look, Raymond Felton was a draft night to <laughs> Look, him versus Darren Williams was a good, was a valid argument at one point. In I don't care what, ridiculous. It's ridiculous, but at the time, it was valid. So they was both averaging like 20 and 10. But Darren Williams just had more talent and a better coach around him in Utah. Yeah, no, but, the second he got to New York, he turned into a pumpkin. Yeah, but yeah, Darren Williams, D Rose, and out of all those players that he was, Tony Parker, out of all those players that he was still grouped with back then, was it, what are we, 13 years later, and he's still elite? He's cruising to a title. Cruising to a title. Finally get his chance to um, get one, hop on the bandwagon, you know, one of the young boys and just cruise his way there. I'm very, very proud of his career arc. Yeah, hello, Chris Paul. 
top five, top three, top four, whatever point guard ever, undisputed. If you want to say that Steph's a combo guard, I won't hate it, and I'd put Chris Paul at the second point guard. You could make the argument. I wouldn't be mad at it. And then, you know what? Magic 6'9". Fuck out of here. He's a point guard. <laughs> Chris Paul is the best point guard. Ever. If you put John Stockton's name with him, I just assume you're, like, a racist or an idiot. Oh, man. But the only thing about Chris Paul was he still had the um, – he still fell into, like, I guess, the trap, you could say, with all the other point guards of his era and coming up, that a point guard had to be passed first and that he wasn't yeah. aggressive enough to do it himself to like, his later years. Which I mean, is not his fault. That's the way the position was, like, played in the way they was, like, they developed and bred point guards back then, so – Probably the best and most talented player ever that's never scored 50 in a game. Yeah. And it's not that he can't score 50. It's that he just well, did His career high is 48. I, like, he, exactly. he gave it an honest shot, but... Yeah, it's not, it's not that he can't do it. It's that most nights he just didn't want to do it. Instead no, of going he, to get 50, he, he ran to get... Up. Dude, Lob City was fun. 15 assists. Yeah, Lob City was fun. You see, Stat News tweeted the other day that he... um. So he was the first point guard in 10 years. I mean, he was the first point guard in the last, in eight years to have a 15 point, 15 assist, no turnover game. And the last guy to do it was 2014, Chris Paul. And the last guy to do it before <laughs> that was 2008, Chris Paul. The last three times it's been, dude, that dude. It's amazing. He, yeah, he has the ball on a string. He does not turn the ball over. Not That's like Mickey. <laughs> I'm glad him and Kobe didn't team up because I hate the Lakers. But I hate that he didn't get his superstar teammate to what Harden. Oh man, if he got oh not I mean if he got eleven Kobe, that's a he's averaging sixteen assists and Kobe's averaging uh, forty. Shoot, if he gets to Houston two years earlier, bro, it, the whole Western Conference probably looks different for that if time. Harden wants probably. to work that hard though. Something, not something. <laughs> everything tells me that Chris Paul really he's. He's like a Jimmy Butler who's not a, who's not annoying about it. Yeah. Like he works hard and he expects you to work hard, but he's not doing like the bullshit. I wake up at two in the morning thing. Exactly. The thing he about him, he sleep. just he just he just a little guy, you know, like nasty. The little guy yelling at you and everybody else can just see it, seem like nag you. All time snitch, but that's okay. <laughs> snitch, <laughs> Chris Paul is literally the guy from the snitch. You bet I did. Chris, Paul's, Chris Paul knows the entire NBA rulebook front to back and will point the, out the rules to the right. When he won a game because someone had their jersey untucked, that was amazing. That was incredible. Only he would know that. Head of the Players Union for a reason. Facts. <laughs> what are you up? All right, my next pick. We're going to go with someone who is like Chris Paul in a few ways, dislike him in others. But Kawhi, I'm going with 2019 Kawhi Leonard. I, <laughs> I really wanted to go with 2017, but like honestly, I didn't really want to relive the Zaza, you know, destroying yeah. his knee. Man, he had the Warriors on the ropes that year, but we're talking about 2019. All time great playoff run, the best Jordan impression. Um, the fact that that shot against Philly, it feels like it feels like a counting error that it's the only game <laughs> seven buzzer beater ever. Wow. Like that doesn't feel, that doesn't feel right, but it is. It's literally it the is. only game seven buzzer beater ever. 
And like, <laughs> that shot too, like one of my favorite things about that game, that is, um, I had this discussion with someone in a chat recently that I would say that that game seven that Kawhi played is the number one game of all time that proves that stats aren't everything and that eye test is something. Because if you look at the stat sheet, 16 for 39 is pretty putrid. Like, it's not a good shooting performance. But if you mm-hmm. watch it, he But had, you, und- you understand yeah. why he had to take 39 shots because his whole team, I thought they didn't know how to play basketball. Yeah, no. Sergi Baca was the only teammate that was even not afraid to shoot the ball, and he was shooting it into the stands. Exactly. It was him, Serge, and Lowry. Because I don't know what Siakam... Siakam had like a... That whole series, he just disappeared for some Siakam, reason. Siakam's uh, controller died, and he couldn't... And his, <laughs> his controller died, and he was just doing the spin move in the corner. Exactly. Siakam didn't know what was going on. He, his Norman turbo Pop- button got stuck. Norman Powell didn't remember how to play basketball until like two weeks later. Same with uh, Fred Van Bleet. Fred Van Fleet. Um, those guys learn how to hoop out of nowhere again in the conference finals. Yeah, but so like Kawhi, though, that game, the 16 for 39, it looks bad on paper. When you watch it, yeah, like all those shots, like the thing also too that I find really interesting, all the shots he missed were like shots that, you know, weren't important. He somehow hit the 16 shots that won the game. Like every single shot he hit was in, like was a momentum killer. It was a comeback or it was a exactly. He's the only one that had the presence of mind to get to his spots all game. If he misses just two of those shots, they lose. Oh, I mean, he had a buzzer beater to win. Yeah, that was what I was saying, but you know what I mean, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I mean, like, I mean, he also ruined, like, a team that I was very scared. I was very scared of Jimmy Butler uh, staying there. Yeah, he ran know. Jimmy Butler out of town. Thank God. Jimmy Butler ran from the grind on that one. He had Embiid. This is my – as much as I was giving Embiid his flowers earlier on the pod, boy, did I love seeing Embiid walk through that tunnel crying. Same. I needed that. Yeah. Go eat some more gummy worms. But, like, <laughs> um, no, and then Kawhi. The reason why this season is so great for me, too, is that all season long, he really just – he took his time. He would take weeks off, and everyone was like – is this a good trade? Is this really going to work? Like, man, like, oh, those people this dude, like, this dude's broken. He's not the same player. Playoffs rolled back around, and he was like, y'all forget who I am? Like, Bro. y'all forget it's... I'm, like, he's that guy, like, that meme, like, that you're not that guy. Kawhi Leonard is yeah. that guy. Spe- Go on. No, speaking of injuries, I was going to say, he did most half of that 19 run on a bad knee. So, remember, during the conference finals, his knee started to, like, kind of give way. And he's still, yeah, the Giannis was classic Giannis too. His knee was given out and Giannis was front running, went up to nothing. And then Kawhi was like, I'm not going out like a bitch. And and, and Giannis stopped playing. Giannis stopped playing. They built a wall around. Like, whatever the hell that means. Yeah, like, okay, yeah, they built a wall around Giannis. Like, he's 6'11", figure it out. He's 6'11". This nurse is sending everybody out. Everybody sits nine and up, go guard Giannis at once. (laughs) <laughs> but I think that the cherry on top of how yeah, I mean how how Kawhi is just like he's different than everyone else. The cherry on top, they win. He has the famous rolling the weed. What it do, baby? Like what it do? <laughs> he's going to all the parades. Everyone loves him. Everyone's like they're gonna give him the mayor. This the they're giving him the the key to the city. Justin Trudeau is about to step down so he can be prime minister. They're like 
they're pulling out all the stops. They're ready to do anything to keep him. And he's just like, I he's missed like, my mom's nah. cooking. I'm he gone. missed his mom's cooking and went home. But they still love him, bro. Kawhi, Kawhi never has to pay for anything in Toronto for the rest of his life. And he shouldn't. He shouldn't. Right after that, that thing, too, the most, one of the most shameless things now, too, is right after that, people were like, is he the best player on earth? And then, like, so now, any single time, you know, he doesn't have a 50-point game. People are like, <laughs> LMAO, remember when people tried to say that? Like, well, you know what? Braun didn't make the playoffs. Katie got hurt, and he sent exactly. Steph. You know what? That month, he was the best player on earth. He was, man. All time. Playoff run. So, you, you got to give it to the guys who do it in the playoffs. That's it's, just how it is. It's really what – yeah, that's, that's, that's like – That's, that's why the proven ground. That's why I picked that over 27. But then again, he was doing it in 2017. Yeah, he was. He on had the, the Warriors on the ropes. Yeah, I don't know if they. I don't think they win that series. He was on Jim Aranda. No, he doesn't win that series. But it goes up there with the. It, it's in the conversation with the Iverson, like taking a game off the show Kobe and Shaq, like yeah. taking a game off the 2017 Warriors is. Who I think is the best team ever, personally. Oh, yeah, no question. That's just me. <laughs> Next question, of course. <laughs> but um, I said everything. Kawhi is a man of few words, so I said everything I need to say about him. He's a fun guy. <laughs> Very fun guy. <laughs> All right, man. All right, my next pick. Twitter's least favorite player. Oh, James, man. 18, James Harden. Harden's Twitter's least favorite player. The year they finally gave him the MVP that he deserved, like, the year prior. And 2015. I'll die on that, I'm not mad at him. <laughs> they gave him one out of three MVPs that he deserved. That was the best year of the Rockets when they finally had Chris Paul and Mike D'Antoni. This year, LeBron tried to um, pop up midway through the season and tell us he deserved MVP. Oh, brother. Brother. <laughs> no. That was the only time. You want to know how shameless Bron fans are? We're talking a lot about how shameless people are. The nastiest work I've ever seen is for the first time ever, people were bringing up um, total total numbers total over, numbers. over PPG. They were like every other MVP ever was PPG rebounds per game and assists per game. And that year they were like, well, Braun had more points, mm. rebounds, and assists, not per game, but total. And the funny thing is that Braun hasn't had the highest total of anything in the league for like a decade up to that point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he played all, you know, that's, yeah. Braun played all 82 games. Congrats. Well, you know what? I fucking hope so because his, best, so. Teammate well, was, was... his best teammate was fucking Larry Nance. He should be exactly. playing all 82. While his teammates were leading a mutiny against Kevin Love in a locker room. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, hard in that year. But no, hard was incredible. The Rockets probably one of the best probably one of the best teams to not win win a ring ever. Oh, him and Chris Paul, when him and Chris Paul played that together, was, they were like 55 and 6. Bro, that was a match made in heaven. Remember people thought it wasn't going to work because they were both two ball dominant? It's only one ball. And they got there, they knew the back. Yeah, only one ball. Who knew they were both really good at using it? Exactly. They made, they, um, they both got Clint Capella paid. No easy feet. No easy feet. They had Clint looking like one, like a top five bid <laughs> in the league. 
I he had him looking like he was locked had, down defensively. <laughs> Clint Olajuwon out there exactly. with, the, with the Wiz Khalifa stripe in his hair. Exactly. They pushed the Warriors to the brain. Oh, yes. Now, that game is a statistical anomaly where if you've played that game 100 times out of 100, I mean, they win 99 times out of 100. Missing 27 straight threes is just like, that's just bad luck. Stuff. That's like, bad it's bad luck. At some point, they should have stopped taking the threes, which is Dan and Tony fault. But a lot of them were open. What I do love about that about that team, too, is it features one of my favorite guys who I almost shouted out, but uh, he was almost one of my honorable mentions. But it had Trevor Ariza, who was the all-time, we're a team trying to make a push. Let's trade for Kev. Let's trade for this guy in February. <laughs> like, what team just can't, like, you know what I mean? He's the all-time, like, Oh, you know, we need a guy who's 6'9", who can shoot threes and, like, play and defense the on the bench. Yeah, we'll get Trevor Ariza. Like, get Trevor Ariza. Trevor Ariza, I'm not even kidding. Like, without looking this up, I'm confident he's the most traded player in NBA history. I'm he confident. There's, it, not a, there's not a contender in the last, like, 12 years that could not have used Trevor Ariza. Everyone always says, well, he was traded. 11, 11 teams didn't want him. Well, 11 teams wanted 11 him. 11 teams didn't want him. You remember when the Wizards were making their come up and Trevor Reed was like the third best player? <laughs> he was on the Lakers. Yeah, he was on the Lakers. Every single team ever that just needs a guy who can score nine points in the corner and lock up, Trevor Reed was there Reeves. for 4-0. It's fast, man. But not hard Trevor Reed might have signed the mid-level exception more times than every other player combined. <laughs> And they got him paid that season too. They convinced Feet needs to give him 15 mil somehow. He's still he's still kicking. He is still kicking. But no, like I said, Harden was great that season. Best scorer in the league that year, of course. Oh yeah. Yeah. I said best ISO percentage him and Chris Paul. Yes, match made to heaven. To my pick. <laughs> I can't remember who your next pick is. <laughs> oh, it's but yeah. You're doing me a lot of good work. And that's one of the few seasons. I not say one of the few seasons. I, I generally enjoy Harden unless he's playing the Celtics. But that's why I really did, like, enjoy him that year, though. Probably more than, like, ever. And that's why I was, like, a really, like, outside the Celtics, the Rockets probably, like, my second favorite team that season. Yeah, but you, and they also gave us one of the best smart games ever when he took the two charges against Harden to win the game. Oh, man. And even Chris Paul was like, that was like Chris Paul passing the torch, like, you're the biggest dickhead in the league now. <laughs> Chris Paul Chris couldn't Paul help but laugh for the bitch. Chris Paul was he, laughing. It, it was an annoyed laugh, but it's like, it's like he's irritated, but he couldn't help but just laugh at it in the moment. He's, yeah, Chris, that was Chris Paul laughing there as he binky me. Right. <laughs> He's like this. He's like, you like y'all wasn't playing. <laughs> but um, well, that pick, really bro. sets me up to ISO scoring, fun to watch, doing whatever he wants with the ball. 2017, mini man, Isaiah Thomas. IT, the people's champ. Yeah, but fucking Paul Wall, the people's champ. Um, <laughs> no, but What's IT that? was 5'9". Like five nine in like Nike shocks on top of the paper, it's on his tippy toes, and he was scoring at will, dude. Him dropping thirty a night at five nine on like sixty two percent true shooting is like borderline. Yeah. That's, that's a video, game. bro. Being the only self creator on the team, like you Even, cannot look oh at my any. God, you dude. cannot look at anybody on that roster and say, "Go give me a bucket." 
but him. And he still went out there. Who was the best down. spacer on that team? Jonas Jerebko? No, um, <laughs> probably Horford and Kelly. Um, oh, and Bro, <laughs> Avery, no. Avery Bradley. I mean, we like had, Jay Crowder. Had, that team was sad. We had Amir Johnson with like constantly degrading knees starting at power forward every game. We had a Zeller. <laughs> I think we had a Zeller. That might have been the year before, but. No, that was the last year. No, Zeller was still there, I think. Well, that's that's not helping their case. But um, <laughs> but IT, he had one of the most special games of all time. It's another, like, I'll never forget. You know, yeah. it's hard to talk about because it was, like, actually genuinely, like, really sad. You know, RIP to his sister, like, you know, seriously, take no jokes. RIP to his sister, like, that really sucks. And I always said that if he had sat out that game, I would never have looked at him differently. No, like, I lost my brother last year. I didn't go to work for, like, two weeks. And so, like, no one needs to do that. Like, but, like, so, like, I think it's it's not like I'm celebrating that he's, like, oh, I still went to work even though my sister died. But, like, dropping 53 against the team that just said, like, you're talking, like, wearing all black, talking about a funeral. Like, John Wall's my guy. That Wizards team was doing some dirty fucking work with that shit. Definitely. Like, he did not – they didn't – that was way too extra. They didn't need to do that. And IT really could have <laughs> just sat out. But IT dropping 53, special game where I will never – Game Never three. forget. We'll no, never game, forget. it was game two. Game two. Game two, you're right. Yeah. Um, and then the seven – like, seven-game series, I, was, I say till I die. I watched the 08 run. Like, I, I remember the 08 run. I remember the 2010 run, uh, the 2012 run, the 2018 run. The most fun I've ever had with a single playoff series was 2017 Celtics Wizards. I've never rooted for, for, for a team more. Man, I love that team. If I was in Marvel Surround, I won the title when we made the conference finals. That you know, we had already won. Yeah, we had already won. Like, we, that was we our championship. Title. <laughs> we didn't win the battle, but we won the war. Definitely, and IT was doing all of that on like a bad hip too, bro. Like he has a um, he said he has an iron hip now. I am really, really. You know what? Me and you someday, you know, might want to cut this out, but me and you might need to stick up a Brinks truck and deliver it to his house. He deserves it. He absolutely deserves it, man. It's actually like really sad after that year. Like it makes me feel sad that like every two months he's like, "Hey, my knees better, guys," and it's like, "Are, are my hips better?" And every single time I'm like, buddy, just call it quits. Like, I but, love you. Please stop. Exactly. And it's not that he's can't, it's not that for him, it's not that he um it's like pressing hard to get back in the league because he wants to be on a contender. He just wants his chance to just go out his way. I think he does deserve that though. He just wants to hoop. Yeah, he just wants to hoop and just go out was, hooping. But that was a really special season. And that was also that was. looking back. I actually remember there was a ringer. The ringer wrote it. <laughs> Bill Simmons, good friend of the pod, Bill Simmons. <laughs> but, uh, there was at the time. I remember him saying that that was the best MVP, like class ever. Like in terms of like how tight the race was. Like you had obviously bronze always in the mix. You have Step and KD. You have Harden and Russ, and you have Kawhi. And look at this dude, five nine, sixtieth pick, traded a bunch of times, six man of the year or a six-man, like, of the year candidate type dude. Mm -hmm. 
who just comes out and is like, I'm, you know, I'm going to come in fifth, but it was the, like, I don't think I can name a single person who's ever came in fifth for MVP voting except for him. Right. (laughs) It was the loudest fifth ever. And you could honestly make the argument that he was MVP because, you know, 30 point or 20, 29 points a game at five foot nine is like 42 points a game at six, seven. Exactly. And I hate that during that season. That's why everybody wanted to, you know, just to, just to be the contrary and just to, oh, he's the worst defender in the league. It's like, he's 5'9", bro. Yeah, no, he's he's built like, whoever's saying that, he's built like your dad. Exactly. Like, people aren't pointing out, like, his defensive stats, like, in good faith, which always, like, frustrated me. It's like, you're doing just, you're pointing this out to not give him credit. What all you got to do is just be like, so dumb. You know, it, so wouldn't have been as, it, it still would have been special, but I would have got it if people hated on it more if, you know, he was shooting 38% from the field. It was, like, closer to 50. Bro, he was shooting, like, what, 47 48%, I think? Like, 47 38 and mid-80s. Exactly. Come on, bro. He was, he, was, he was scoring whenever he wanted, and it reminds me of one of my favorite all-time. I never, la- I never not laugh at this. But those, you know, those pictures where it would be, like, who would be the best player in the league? Like Giannis, if you gave him step <laughs> shooting. KD, if you gave him, you know, uh, Kyrie's hand. Or, or uh, no, that's definitely not. You know what I mean? Or like, K- yeah. K- if you gave him KG's um, intensity. Intensive. And it's all those things like that. Like LeBron, if he could shoot like Steph. And every single time, it's just Isaiah Thomas if he was 6'9. Man. And it's like, uh, I think, if, dude, if, okay, fuck it. If Isaiah Thomas was 6'5, we never hear Michael Jordan's name again. <laughs> Let's go. Or that's now, the stamp on that. Other graphic like that. It was like, who would be better in this? Um, I'd say Thomas Buttergun or something like that. <laughs> oh, it said, yeah, who would be the best defender in the league? Uh, Kawhi Leonard or if Isaiah Thomas had a gun. <laughs> and, it, and the best part, actually, the part that always makes me laugh on that is it said, he has a gun with six bullets and it's a foul if he shoots. <laughs> so, I mean, he could follow out, of course. But, like, you know, I can get it. I can get it. You know, foul trouble. He has four. He's already shot four people. You might be like, oh, he's not going to follow me here. But, like, are you really going to take that chance with the burner? Exactly. You really don't take a chance of him shooting you all day. It also, it's not a foul. And he's allowed to shoot the ball out of the air. That part was great. (laughs) And if he shoots you, you know, you're out for a couple weeks at that. Oh, yeah. It's like everyone talks about how Jordan. Oh, yeah, Jordan had it so bad going up the bad boy Pistons. Well, IT just put two in John Wall's abdomen. <laughs> oh, man, I love that one. Uh, but for my next pick, I hate to add another Laker to the list. Yeah, but, but the Kentucky fans, I do got Utah, best college freshman ever. Not the base. But give me 2020 AD. I was surprised you went with champ AD and not 2018, but I respect it. No. I had like I hate again I hate that he was in Lakers Fist, but I had such a fun time watching AD in the bubble. I know it's oh, yeah. I know it's the bubble, yada yada yada. Blah, no, blah, A blah, Disney blah. Was, was dope. I loved it. A Disney was a beast. <laughs> no, especially we, the, yeah. especially that Nugget series we hit that game winner. I mean, me and you talked about this before. Braun was the finals MVP, but if they had a playoff MVP, he was the first three round MVP. Oh. Oh, absolutely. Like, he was he was saving LeBron's ass so LeBron could go win his fourth finals MVP. Bro, the game he hit the game winner, LeBron, like, 
that game would have been put away if LeBron wasn't like tripping over his feet for like the last three minutes of the game and just gave AD the ball. Exactly. Like, AD scored their last like seven points of that game, but LeBron was up court trying to cross over and do LeBron. I don't know. What AD did last year is ex- and what he did against the, 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 the Trailblazers and the Warriors in 2018 is exactly why, even though this year was a down year, I'm still hesitant to call Jokic or Embiid the best big in the league. Because, like, I get it. They had a better season than him. He was hurt. He didn't play his best at times. He had a pretty bad game against the Suns. But you know what? Until they do it like that, like, you know, the NBA to me, it's it's not a it's not an everyday thing. If it was, then we would crown a new best player after every quarter of basketball. Yeah. But it's a resume sport where you got to build on what you've done. And it takes years. Like, that's why I don't like saying Luke is already, like, top five. Even Tatum, like, you need to earn your rep a bit. Like, the top five doesn't change for years for a reason. And it's not baseball or it's not football where, like, things change like that. It's basketball where you have to earn your spot. And AD stamped his legacy there. Facts. And I hate the – and I know I get it. That's how people – I hate the hypotheticals where – Oh, if you put in B next to LeBron, he yeah yeah. Well, Embiid wasn't next to LeBron, but NAD was. So, what do you want to do about it? Yeah, you can. What's funny too is that LeBron fa- LeBron fans absolutely love the hypothetical game. <laughs> they do. <laughs> LeBron fans like, well, what if he was ten and zero? Well, what if? What if, buddy? <laughs> we do what yeah, if song? That'd be nice. <laughs> what if AD got Ben Simmons uh, with him while he was in New Orleans? You know. Yeah, LeBron, but no, but yeah, seriously, people love the what if game, and it's like, so I give it a rest. It's no, it's a fun thought experiment, but it's the same thing as saying, What if Isaiah Thomas was six nine? Well, he's not like just what happened, you know, yeah, exactly. Talk about what happened, and what happened was AD, I said, You can discredit it to the bubble, even though it's stupid because he was first team all NBA that whole season and led the Lakers and everything except for assists. And Lakers were, what, a middle-of-the-pack team. They kept Ingram, Lonzo, but they did, and they traded AD. He immediately took them to the top of the standing. So it's like, you got to do this flowers, man. Give him his flowers, too, where I don't – not a lot of people actually know this because this is more of a, like, kind of just, like, stupid thing. But he's one of only eight players ever with triple gold. Exactly. He has an NBA ring, a college ring, and an Olympic ring. And the only people that the list of that, like you would think it'd be like a bunch of like random nobodies. No, it's Bill Russell, it's Jordan, it's Magic. Um, I, this one hurts. I'm 90% sure Mario Chalmers is on there. <laughs> but still, you know what I mean? Triple gold yeah. is, is hard to do. Like it's like eight people ever, and AD is one of them. And it's yeah, like uh, he's won at every level, like every every all. level he's ever played at, he's a winner. Exactly. Whether you like, whether you want to give us one or not, AD is a winner. And then, yeah, when people say, "What if you, what if Jokic or Embiid played with LeBron?" Well, then they should have got a Looney Tune, Looney Tune shirt. I don't know what exactly. you want to do. Why? Yeah, why exactly. didn't they do that? Or if you want to go out and go to better players, like that's a skill exactly. now. It's, it's 2020. That's a skill now. They should have signed a clutch too, then you know. Why didn't LeBron <laughs> want them? Exactly. LeBron, actually, everyone said LeBron. Remember when everyone the, the the odds on favorite in 2018 when he was leaving? Everyone said he was gonna go to the Sixers and play with. That would have been so fucking stupid to have Ben Simmons be stupid. off ball with him. LeBron or y'all Ben Simmons traded so fast. <laughs> oh, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons would have been um 
it would have been a, yeah, Ben. <laughs> it would have been the Jordan highlight tape, um, and it would have said Ben Simmons hooping for the Shanghai Sharks. Exactly. LeBron would have drove and kicked the Ben Simmons one time for him not to shoot three, and he'd have been gone like a week later. Oh, if if you if you. <laughs> <laughs> he would have been Ben Simmons would have been hooping with J. Cole. Exactly. Ronald got hit my desk so fast. <laughs> oh, but all right, your pick, bro. Okay. We this one is controversial, and I already hear I, stop booing me. Stop booing me. I already hear the <laughs> I hear the viewers leaving. But 2013, Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> and so Love this it. one was hard for me. Because Melo was nice that year, man. Mellow, anyone who's followed me on Twitter for more than a week since 2000, I don't know, 12, I don't think I've ever been able to help myself where any single time I slander a player, I compare him to Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> I think that Carmelo Anthony, let's start off with the negatives. I think that Carmelo Anthony is a turnstile on defense. I think he never really gave a shit. I think that him sandbagging the trade, like I think he should have signed with the Knicks instead of making them trade all their good players to go there three months early. I think that he was inefficient. I think he refused to adapt. And I think that he killed his own career by not becoming a six man five years earlier. All that being said, I'm taking 2013 Mello strictly because he was the most beautiful scorer I ever saw. I'm worried. Mello pull up is the art. Like, look at all those negatives. Literally, I have a laundry list. I There's part of me that fucking hates Carmelo Anthony. But I cannot deny that I was, you know, I was, like, mesmerized. But he has the prettiest jump shot. He does. And even though this is the, I'm pretty sure this was the next year. Tell me it's not the next year. No, it was, because him and Braun did it, like, two weeks apart. Yeah, when well, they both... Yeah, when he dropped six, he broke the garden scoring record. Like, it was a masterclass. But 2013 is that year when he had that game when he hit the uh, like the feet, the threes to win the game, and like, Chicago, sure like Steve Novak was like just chilling in the corner, like wide open, a <laughs> knockdown shooter, and like Carmelo was like, "Shut the hell up!" Like, <laughs> real hoop. <laughs> and that's why Melo made the list. That despite all the negatives, real Hooper to the day he dies, like. He's also the only guy ever that, like, I'll watch a game and I'll be like, wow, he was unconscious. He didn't miss. And he shot, like, 16 for 38. <laughs> it's the opposite of Kawhi. Like, I'll be like, wow. I'll be like, Kawhi just couldn't miss. Like, that guy glued to the hoop and he's shooting 37%. But you know what? The, the shots that go in look very nice. They do. Never seen a pass that he liked but also never saw the shot he didn't. And, like, there's something to that. I know if Irv's listening, I know that if Irv's listening, he's nodding his head right now. I know he's a big mellow guy. But, like, really just no one no one ever made inefficient basketball look so pretty. And I think that, <laughs> like, that matters to me. I'm with it. <laughs> Salute, my love. That also, was a fun also, you know, you know, we have to give him his flowers for one more thing. Braun was going to be the first. Braun was going to be the first unanimous MVP ever. And Gary Washburn, that dickhead, gave a first place vote to Melo. And I will, you know what? Melo stealing the unanimous MVP from Braun is hilarious. It's, it is hilarious. It's LeBron's best friend. <laughs> so every time LeBron's on vacation, he has to like look at Melo and know that Melo cost him 
the award that like his most he's probably his most hated player. Um, got oh, oh, he also a couple years later. Oh my god, he also did another like 2013. Melo was based. He also did another thing where he had KD. KD, we as much as me and you both love him, we can both admit that KD's like soft over the weirdest shit. Yeah. And he had KD pissed when remember the scoring title Melo won it that year by like point yeah. six points. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> and the thing is, he had missed more games, so Kevin had more total points, but uh, Melo won because by like point six points per game, and KD yeah. was like. Uh, that's trash to me. Like that's trash. I mean, he should have played those extra games. Like I had more points. Like he only beat me by half a point a game. He was playing that last game, like trying to win the scoring title. I already got three of them things, and it was like, oh, boohoo, Kevin. Oh come on. And that's when KD had the uh, the second place cover on Sports Illustrated. <laughs> yeah, that's when KD. Um, actually, that was the fifty forty ninety year too. Everyone yeah, well, always falls. That's an underrated year, man. Everyone falsely equates it. Like when everyone like it's a misremembered like thing. Everyone always thinks that the, the 50, 40, 90 was the MVP year, but it was the year before. Yeah. We, yeah just no, didn't, we we just didn't pay much attention to LeBron was like the Hulk. New York, New York Mellow. New York. Scoring 40 points on 40 shots after and every Mello, single shot. Doing the Mello, to the dome. And he won the Nets, their only playoff series. Last decade, and one of their few this century. So, oh yeah, no, I mean he had the they 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 beat the Celtics. Oh, they did beat us, did they? <laughs> he beat the Celtics. They won oh, fifty four games. I hated that Celtics team so much. <laughs> yeah, that that was the writing on the wall season where like yeah that was that we have to bring Paul and uh, yeah behind the woodshed. I blocked that season out of my like memory, so I keep forgetting who the Nets actually beat that. Year. <laughs> well, the next season was even worse because like Tayshawn Prince and Jameer Nelson were like running things. It was, but I had fun in that season. I knew we were hot, so it was okay. <laughs> the Jordan Crawford era. <laughs> Steve's baby. Oh, uh, so now speaking of Melo, this like this um, goes into my next one. The one they keep giving Melo comparisons to, even though it's so stupid. Let me get 21 Jason Tatum. You know I had to have a Celtic on the list. I, you know, a lot of people listening might think that's too early. I, I don't care. No, like Jason Tatum is a joy to watch. Like, I love watching Tatum. Tatum frustrates me because, like, he has times where he just takes too long to get into his, like, skills, his moveset. Yeah. But it's, it's becoming, like, less and less of a problem. But when he really feels it and he's on, when he gets to his – mode to like ignore everybody else and just score he's such a joke to watch and a 50 point game he just gave the nets a couple weeks ago oh man i mean that was i i lost my shit after that i had it i had a time my life he beat the monsters while having a teammate actively sabotaging the whole game <laughs> he him dropping the um like him him dropping 50 on the Nets, like to me, like I knew this season was lost. That was my championship. But we won the Larry O'Brien. He has the highest scoring game in playing history. <laughs> the best, the best playing player ever. The best playing game ever, Jason Tatum, baby. Put him on our history books. So good that they met, they might never even have him again. Unbreakable record. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, 
But no, nah, I'm so proud of his development because uh, I mean, thank God. Like when I, I lost my. You remember I got my account clapped for whatever the hell spamming or whatever the fuck they said I did. Uh, but I lost my old account, like my big account, in like February. And you know what? I'm happy because now every single tweet I have about Tatum, if you search my name in Tatum, it's all good stuff. Going back, I had some bad archives with like 2017 and 18. I used to tweet like once a week about how Tatum looked like a deer in headlights with the ball like dribbling. He did. Like, uh, that, like, no, he was always a good shooter, but he used to just not really have like a bag. He did. I'm not going to say he didn't have He had one in college. He didn't know what to do with his bag in the NBA. Like when he came back in 2018 and tried to take that stupid um, post fadeaway at the beginning of every possession. He loved the, yeah, he, he loved those long twos. Yes, the long twos. It's like, uh, but once he finally weeded that out of his game last season, the leap just naturally occurred. My also, I love that Jason Tatum is a very quiet, like he doesn't have like the loud, boisterous personality that everyone will always, that everyone knows this. But yeah. he is the quietest petty king because every <laughs> single time someone gets on the internet and says like, oh, Brandon Ingram has a higher career high than him. He goes out and breaks it. He's in the beginning of April. Someone said, LMAO, Ben Simmons has 42 and Tatum only has 41. And then Tatum broke it four times in a month. Right. Oh, when like, uh, he was on Gilly the Kid podcast recently, he was, dude was talking about he was like, Ben Simmons be clamping you and Tatum was like, all right, come to, he was like, come to the next game, we play Philly. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the Brandon Ingram comparisons were ridiculous from the start. Uh, oh, that's dead. But I mean, I remember, <laughs> it's been dead. But like, I remember that game so clearly. It was January 2020. And at the time, Tatum, like, everyone used to always make fun of Tatum because they're like, oh, this guy's such a great scorer and he's never even scored like 30 in a game. And Brandon Ingram had just dropped like, 38 and then they played each other and everyone's like we're gonna see who the real king is and then tatum just dropped 41 demolish him no no my favorite thing when um Ingram was on the lakers i used to this used to be so funny when lakers fans used to do this um during that playoff run whenever tatum and Jalen would be having a good game laker fans just come out the blue well brandon ingram could do that too if they was if he was on the Celtics. <laughs> so i bet that thing about all hypotheticals you, you know what? No, no, he could not. Like, he should not. <laughs> no, like, and he's cool and like he's nice, but like, he's not Stop like, it. yeah, no, like that's this. It's given me the same type of vibes of like, yeah, it's it's like a more egregious. It's it's not like comparing Chris Paul and Darren Williams. It would have been like comparing Chris Paul and Raymond Felton. Like enough. That's not cool. <laughs> enough. It's like, or, yeah, come it's, on, it's, bro. What it really is too is like the people like. I don't honestly it's really tough to even I guess think of a comparison. I don't know. It's like when people try to put like Drexler and Jordan, they're like the two best shooting guys. Yeah. Like, okay, well, you know, one of them is is Jordan and the other one's like an all-star. Okay, let's not do this. Let's <laughs> not do this. One is the guy and the other is oh he's pretty he's pretty nice too. One is a guy. A guy, yep, the guy and a guy. <laughs> Some guy. The uh, greatest and a great player. But I love that pick. I mean, the, the scary thing is, though, uh, if we do this in five years, that pick is going to oh. be so outdated because it's going to be 2025, him. Man, this time next year, this pick is going to be outdated. <laughs> I just oh. need him to – I need them to, you know, 
I don't care what they got to do. I don't care who they who what they need to. If it's 2023 and he's still kicking it to Semi Ojale in the corner, I'm gonna become the Joker. Bro, if Brad gives Semi a second contract, I'll be at a loss of words. <laughs> if Semi gets a second contract from Brad, he has to have like dirt on the whole organization. Ah, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man, um, but uh, you are, bro. We come down to the wire. Round nine. I went with a pick that this is an old brother, this guy stinks pick, but I went with 2018 cat. I needed a wild cat on here. Best and, you know, big ever. I didn't have another big. And, you know, I could have went with Dirk for like the shooting big thing. But honestly, this one, this is going to sound like I'm a hater, but like I never really like loved watching Dirk. I respected him, but I never like loved it. That's just me. Like, I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. You don't like bids in general, though. So yeah. I don't. I don't. Yeah. So. But Cat is a set. The cool thing about Cat is even though he's a big, he's actually a shooting guard. But um, Cat like, is one of those dudes that grew up like watching uh, like guards and fours by just happening to grow to seven feet. No, but he's the good version of that where he'll still yeah. have 13 boards a game. He's not like Miles Turner who's like, wait, like, no, can I just can I just sit on the on the perimeter? <laughs> Miles Miles Turner is not my cousin, but he um <laughs> Yeah, no, he's like he's like what he's like the if everything went wrong for cat version of cat. Right. But I, I mean better defender, sure. But where it's cat here, the reason why I went with 2018, it's the one time he ever got to show off in the playoffs. He, um, I remember too, he also that year was the first, not like big, whatever, the first player ever to have like 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, and make 100 threes. No one's ever done it. It was him. That insane efficiency, too. And the, the other, yeah, like 40% from three on eight threes a game at seven feet tall. But the other craziest part, too, that no one ever really talks about the only people ever to average 25 and 12 for their first three seasons are him and Shaq. Come on. I mean, on. we're not counting. <laughs> I know not Wilt. I know Wilt did it too. But like, Wilt we'll, we'll did everything. Like, let's, like, Wilt doesn't exist. But like, not Hakeem. <laughs> like, not Hakeem. Not fucking Dwight. Not, not, not even Timmy. 25 and 12 is him and Shaq for the first three years of their career. And it's like, okay, so he's Shaq. Okay, he's Shaq that also hits 100 threes a year. Exactly. <laughs> well, now it's 200. He's hitting, now it's closer to that. But at the time, 100 threes for a big was unheard of. It's wow. crazy how fast the NBA moves. That like, they were like, look at this little guy. Like, they're like, look at this, this guy taking, a, taking threes and he's tall. And now it's like, Oh, you can't hit a half court shot. Then, like, you go back. Exactly. To, go to they England. want the they want the worst three point shooters to still take the threes today. <laughs> Luca, but um, <laughs> but um, no, but like, cat, like, weird pick in a way, and I get it. But like, I don't know. I just I was so proud of my boy because he went number one. People had that ridiculous stuff about they should have took Ja. Oh, please. I like Jock in college, but please. And then Cat came out and he did his thing for the first two years. And then that third year, he really did show that if he has good team, like that's the thing. Everyone takes away from it that he's like soft and shit like that. Well, you know what? He also never claimed to be a one. Like him, give him, give him a good wing guy. Like people were like, why couldn't he get it done? Well, because his wing guy was was Andrew Wiggins. 
Exactly. Give him a Jason Tatum. See what they do. They had him playing with the corpse of Derrick Rose and Gorgie Dang. And Jeff too. Oh. <laughs> and, um, oh, my God. And um, Luol Dang. Oh, man. Tibbs did bring all his guys home that year, didn't they? <laughs> and Taj Gibson. Yeah. And Taj was there. Tibbs was a bad man. <laughs> Running their knees into the ground. But, um, and my last you know, time for the road. Jimmy did his thing and whatever. It didn't end up the way it could have. What really needs to happen is, so, okay, Book, after this run, Book is stamped and he's staying in, in Phoenix. I always thought it was going to be the other way around. What needs to happen is when this contract's up, I don't care how he needs to do it. He needs to force his way. I mean, I guess they have eight and like, I feel like they have eight and that's like a, that's like a nightmare for modern NBA. But like, yeah. Him and I need him and Book together. Oh man, we need uh, they're they best friends, and I know that they love D'Angelo Russell, but I they have to abandon D'Lo, guys. Leave D'Lo at home. It's it's kind of like how Bosch and, and Wade, uh, and, and LeBron like we love you, Melo, but nah, you cool over there, <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, they have to be like, hey, D'Lo, like when we when we win the title, like you can come to the parade, like you can come over our house, but like we yeah. need you, we need you away. He's- you can still vacation with us during the summer, but you can't play with Angela us. Russell is, the, is like probably the worst non-like big all-star of the last <laughs> years. Like Poor sure, like every year there's a random big who's just in there because he's a twenty and ten guy, like David Lee or like Chris Kamen or like DeAndre Jordan. But like whatever, you need to have a big and you need to have an unskilled big who's just going to grab boards. I get it. D'Angelo Russell is the worst skill player of the last twenty years. <laughs> He just might be <laughs> him and um Devin Harris. Devin Harris, <laughs> Devin Harris at least didn't like sandbag the team by being like it's Devin Harris time. <laughs> I got ice in my face. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just not like you. <laughs> I mean, D'Angelo Russell, what's his career highlight? Catching Swaggy P cheating. Pretty much, winning that one playoff game with the Nets, where he shot like nine of twenty-two or so. Nine percent from the field, ice in his veins. Ice in your veins is right. Your hands are slippery. Oh, that's uh, it's funny how D'Lo was like the uh, like golden boy when he was with the Nets that last season, but then as soon as they like got a chance to say Kyrie, they just threw him to the curve, and now he's an afterthought like everywhere. <laughs> yeah, no, he's been he's getting passed around the league now. Like he's damaged. Like he's just damaged goods. Right, Brian didn't want to play with him. Kyrie took the spot. Basically, is we're gonna send you here because we're gonna rebuild for a year, and we're gonna let you just like take a bunch of like wild shots and sell some tickets, and then once we get a star, your ass is gone. He lasted half a season in Golden State. Got traded for Andrew Wiggins of all people. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. He Steph, play, bro, he, he played two games with Steph, and it's like get him out of here. Yeah, Steph like broke his hand. Steph broke his hand, and but he he. He waved off Steph one time, and Steph said, get this guy out of here. <laughs> oh, man. All right, down to the wire. My last pick. Boston's most wanted, or most hated. All right, Pete Lucky. <laughs> Pete Lucky. <laughs> Give me 16, Barry. He's, he was cold. That, I Kyrie, can't say it any other way. The Kyrie that came off. That shook off the knee injury, played himself in the shape, then gave, then turned into a flamethrower in the finals. He was so the cold. best 
the I will say this the best fit LeBron has ever had beside him, stylistically. I mean, yeah, because he's a guard who can shoot the lights out, but didn't like for a point guard, he really didn't need the ball. Exactly. Kyrie is so skilled off ball. That's why I didn't like when people said, Oh, the Nets have only one ball who's gonna play off ball. And it's like, bro, did y'all see Kyrie from 2015 to his last season with the Celtics. Remember, we used to run Kyrie off ball and um, run the um, office of our for sometimes. And Kyrie had his most efficient season in Boston, too, prior to this season, of course. Yeah, 50-40-90. Would it, like, yeah. I think it would honestly not be a big, like, it wouldn't even be a hot take earlier when I said that 0-9 Kobe might have been, like, the most skilled Yeah, player. I was getting ready to say Kyrie that. Kyrie might be, like, top five. Kyrie got every Kyrie is like Kobe, but six two. He, and he's the and he's the last guard to really play that mid-range back to the basket kind of um, style too. You know what too? It's always funny that like analytic, like kind of like nerd people don't really like his game because they're like, oh, he he contorts himself too much at the rim. And it's like, yeah, God forbid he scores instead of draw a foul. Exactly. He's like, he's not Kyrie shooting 38%. Is, he's a 50, 40, 90 guy. Exactly. If he wants to be an acrobat, let him. And he's like, he said himself that he, when he was in high school or getting to college, he wanted to play like John Wall. But then he soon realized that he's not physically built to play like that. So we had to develop the under the basket style. He um, also, I mean, without question, I'm, I love you so much, Iverson. I respect you, Jay Crossover. The best, the best the dribbler. Best, best dribbler, best handles, best layup package ever. That game, the first game in Brooklyn, when he had the, was it 40 or 50? I think he had 50 when he almost hit the game breaker. <laughs> when he almost hit the game breaker. But that play, like, people, like, clowned it. Dude, you know how much ball control and body control it takes to slide on the floor and roll like tumble on the floor and not lose the and ball. Not, and so not lose the dribble. All-time guy where the only way I could describe it is he has the ball on an invisible string. Absolutely. And him and Braun and that game thought they one of the best games I've ever seen from a team. Oh, the 41-41? Pro, like, I didn't even realize LeBron had 40 after the game because I was too, like, glued to what Kyrie was doing. And Clay was sticking him, like, like, he was on him, too. In his face, every shot. Buckets. Incredible. Um, yeah, no, and that year, too, was funny because I don't remember why. I mean, he might have been hurt for a little bit, but he yeah, was he came into he came into the season hurt, remember, because he blew his knee out in the finals. Yeah. So he didn't, he didn't start the season until Christmas. Yeah, and he wasn't an all-star. And people were like, oh, no, like, we know where this is headed. And then the finals came around. And, and I mean, the cherry on top is, without question, like, we, I don't think it's, like, debatable, the best final shot in history. Absolutely. Like, I don't care that it was on Steph. I don't care that they were already up. Like, that's – he iced he iced the game. The game was over they, right then and there. They hadn't scored. Not The game was – well, I want to say it was tied, and then the team had scored for, like, three minutes. And no, it wasn't, like, it wasn't, oh no, it, it was tied. It was eight yeah. nine, and then Braun went. <laughs> my favorite Braun moment is Braun splitting the free throws in the biggest moment of his career. Of course, he split the free no, throws. Not even a free throws. 
Bron gets fouled on the dunk attempt and like sells that he's like sitting there hurt rolling around the ground. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, come on, be better. You've been here before. This is and the then, biggest upset in league history, and Bron is like still taking time to pretend like he's dying after yeah. um getting fouled. No one's gotten more free time outs than LeBron James. <laughs> but but no, but Kyrie was so cold. Kyrie, like, I, I don't know how to like explain it any better than that you know what else was funny too this is an observation i always had about Kyrie. is his beard um i always thought it was like funny how he's one of those guys who like you know like there'd be like times where he was doing like a presser so like he obviously like cleaned himself up and he like shaved and i know he loves his beard but sometimes he would like shave it one of those guys where like the second the razor leaves his hand the beard's like growing back Right. <laughs> He'd always be in like the presser with like aftershave on his face and like looking really clean. But like in real time, the beard is growing. By the end exactly. of the thing, his face is black again. During media day, he's freshly shaved. And then later on in the week, the first day of training camp, he's back with like <laughs> James Harden like... could never with that seven year beard. Absolutely. Harden no. trusts his beard, it might not grow back. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't risk it. Um, <laughs> but in the same vein as Kyrie. A very cold man, often injured, but it, things didn't work out the same way with my last pick. I'm going to do it. 09, Brandon Roy. The forgotten king of the Northeast. All right, North, Northwest. Northwest, my bad. Yeah, you're right. Um, really just an all-time, like, you talk about guys who injuries ruin their career. Like, you want to talk about a D. Rose. You want to talk about a Grant Hill. You want to talk about a T-Mac. You want to talk about guys who injuries took away their career. What that man did in five years, could it's unfathomable that he was three-time All-NBA and All-Star, and he was give, he was dropping 50. Kobe was saying that he was like the next him. He was getting every single co-sign in the league, and he was out of the league and retired by 27. Like, that's, that's like, so sad, man. like not even like – not even like when guys get injured and they and they hang around on the bench for like seven years. Like he could have just been like a bench ISO guy. Yeah. He, he basically was just like, if I'm not gonna be able to drop fifty whenever I want, I'm just done. He's sad. he had to stop. He went out on his own terms. He did. He had one last big playoff game before he retired. I think it was that last one um against Dallas. Yep. Yep. Twenty eleven. Like looking back but... on like, the 06 draft, like if he, like, you know, he won rookie of the year and you see him there. If you're like, all right, you take, you go back to the 06 draft and you're going to, if you told me at that time, you looked at me straight in the face, little nine-year-old me, and you had said, <laughs> Adam Morrison will last longer in this league. Uh, it would have been. Fight, yeah, fight <laughs> as a, I, I would have been like, as a coach. <laughs> like, like uh like a lot of people today don't know who Brandon Roy is, bro. And I hate. No, that I think for him. like thought of is like, oh yeah, that guy had potential. Like, no, he was there. No, he was the potential was there early, from like year one on. He was twenty there. PPG as a rookie. As he was the man from the as soon as he stepped on the Jays, he was one of them. There was no development period. It was no slow rise. He, he was one of them. I mean, Kobe was really saying that he was, like, the next great guard. And he was. And that was the era of, like, great shooting guards at that, bro. Kobe, Wade. Wade, 
Mac, Ray, yeah, Mac. Like that was nobly. Yeah, that was even the like, era for the shooting guards, bro. Even like even you know even Vince like, Vince yeah there. yeah Vince like, and it's really sad too. And then he actually he gave it an honest shot and like all the credit in the world for probably like the most injured man alive. He came back for like three weeks with the uh, twenty with Timberwolves. With Timberwolves. What's funny too is that team actually. That was the most misfit team ever. They were really, I don't know what they were doing. Because you know who also came back? Everyone forgets that one. But you know who else came back was Andre Karolenko. AK-47. He could have been a good pick for this, damn. Maybe next year. Maybe not shit. (laughs) But um, no, like, Brandon Roy was just. He was one of them. He was incredible. And it's I like ending on this note because everyone else, like, got their flowers and they got to champion them. He's really the definition of just like it sounds like he died, but it's like he's like the definition <laughs> of gone too soon. Facts. Like he would if he was still if he say in, say it's like two K and we could turn injuries off, we'd be looking at right now like it'd be like him and Chris Paul going in the finals as like a swan song type thing. Like yeah, he'd be approaching like thirty thousand career points. Yeah, because um, Brandon Roy was the year before. No, he was the year after Chris Paul got drafted. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, that was a crazy stream. We had Chris Paul, Brandon Roy, then KD all in three years. Just, it's really sad. He'll never get that. Like, he'll never be in the Hall of Fame. He'll never that. But Hall of Fame talent, like, if you were just doing, like, off talent, like, top 30, 40 player ever. Definitely. He was going to have his statue in Portland right beside Dames. They never get Dame. Yeah, probably not. No, because no, they, I don't think they ever get Dame. Because he was he, he was winning them fifty team. points a game. I mean, he was winning That's them a, fifty points a year. Yeah, the only guy Dames they had that disgusting team with Raymond Felton and Jamal Crawford starting on. Dames' old ass would have been somewhere else. Hey, uh, <laughs> it's oh, actually it, real quick. Side note: It's kind of like it's it's disgusting to me that him and AD are the same draft, and he's like a presidential term older. <laughs> he's like thirty-two. And AD is still what twenty seven. Yeah, like he he's like he he's old. Him and CJ, him and CJ are the geriatric backcourt. AD was top five on twenty five for like ten years. It seemed like. You know who the new guy is? That is Booker. Yeah, bro. Booker's still twenty four. I can't believe that. Booker's Devin the Booker, man on earth. Booker and Kyrie age slower than anybody I've ever seen. I mean, kind of like that Marquis Christing earlier, but actually a good one. Like, one that actually matters without a bunch of weird qualifiers is I still remember – it's so funny that it's, like, one of those things where it's, like – I remember because I got a push – I was at a I was at a house party in 2018, and I got a push notification from, like, SB Nation, and I just opened it just, like, what is this? And it's actually pretty, like, funny that um, Devin Booker, the dead ass, is the is – the, is the is the fourth fastest person ever to like 1000 2000 3000 4000 points like for age and also yeah. behind is Bron KD Kobe that's it <laughs> like Both he's the youngest true. for all of, like it's like it's like them three are the are the three youngest for every single goddamn point total in the league and book and has a, four. and book has at least one more year to like still rack up on those youngest to ever do such and such thing I mean the seventy Before. point, yeah, seventy point game. Yeah. But no, but Brandon Roy. Salute Brandon Roy, man. 
hope he's somewhere enjoying life. I know things like it, coaching a high school team. Last time I checked, and he and somehow he got shot in the knee. That's yeah, that's try. life. Like like that's life. God just doesn't want him to walk. <laughs> God, man. but yeah, no, Brendan Roy. Just I I hope. Yeah, you know Brandon Roy too. You know what? Real quick before before we go, the Pacific Northwest has this really really weird basketball culture where like they're all ambassadors. They are like like Brandon Roy and you know what's funny? Like the Godfather of the league, the most respected man in the league is Jamal Crawford. Exactly, Northwest represent. Like, Yes, no, like it's my favorite thing ever is Kawhi Leonard. Not so he's he hasn't tweeted in seven years. He didn't have a Twitter account, and then after he won the 2014 finals, um, he made a Twitter account and he posted the deep fried picture of him and Obama. And then Jamal Crawford tweeted, Watch out for that boy Kawhi, he cold. And he retweeted that, followed Jamal Crawford and the Spurs, and never signed into Twitter again. He doesn't follow the Raptors. <laughs> he doesn't follow the Clippers. He's never liked the tweet since. He's never retweeted a Jordan brand deal. He literally tweeted a picture of him and Obama, and then he retweeted Jamal Crawford calling him cold, gave him a follow, and never logged in again. He doesn't even have the password. I guarantee it. <laughs> I love Kawhi. But all right, well, that's our list. So that was really fun. That was super I really like that we got to flesh it out, that we didn't have like, a time limit there. It was nice to... Yeah. Definitely. We got to link up again for our other podcast about um best pizza, whatever, remember? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? That's, that's coming soon. That's coming down later today. So y'all got to tune in for that one, too. Okay. Yeah, whenever. I'm yes, always sir. I'm the most but... available man on earth. <laughs> oh, it's not the hot's one. Yeah. But, um... but, but to sum it up, my list was 13, Bron, 01, Iverson, 09, Kobe. 02 Chris Webber, 03 Tim Duncan, 08 Chris Paul, 18 Harden, 2020 AD, 2021 Tatum, and 2016 Kyrie. And my role players were 2010 Lamar Odom, 13 Tony Allen, 07 Barbosa, and 2010 Georgia. Mine was, to recap, mine was 2017 KD, 2009 Wade, 04 KG, 03 T Mac. 2016 Curry, 2019 Kawhi, 2017 Isaiah Thomas, 2013 Melo, 2018 Cat, 2009 Brandon Roy. And my role players were 07 Kevin Martin, 2011 Rudy Gay, 08 Jamal Crawford, and 2004 Tayshawn Prince. Yes, sir. And that's it. Y'all listen and tap in with us on Twitter and let us know who team y'all think about <laughs> But all right, bro, I appreciate you coming on doing this. Sure, anytime. So, so this was a lot of fun. We're going to do this again sometime. Yes, absolutely. Yes, sir. All right, bro. Have a good night. All right.